Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. And we are at Gotta Get a Bagel, 1035 Broadway, on the border of Woodmere and Hewlett here on Long Island. And I know sometimes, especially when we travel, because of the uh, broadcasting coordination issues, um, sometimes when we say we are somewhere, we actually had been there already, and you're listening to that visit on JM in the AM. Yom NCSY is a perfect example next week when we'll be uh, recording the show on Wednesday night from Yom NCSY, and it will be Thursday morning's JM in the AM. So you're probably wondering, when Nahum says we're at Gotta Get a Bagel on a Thursday morning in Woodmere, is he really there? If I go there now, is, am I going to find out that this show is recorded on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday night? And that now on a Thursday morning I'm listening to it? Or will I actually see him and Miriam L. Wallach and Yoni Pollock and all the, um, and, and the extended beauty of the, uh, the uh, dressed-up set that we have here at Gotta Get a Bagel? And the answer is the latter. The answer is we are here. It's really a Thursday. It's really early morning. We really have great guests coming up, and for some reason, we just love this location. For some reason, this has been, for us, a fantastic broadcast location uh, here on Long Island. Um, the store, the Gotta Get a Bagel Cafe, looks very 2019, extremely uh, up-to-date and modern, uh, which gives us a, a wonderful feeling being here. Phenomenal glass uh, storefront. So we can be seen from the street clearly, and we can see the, the boulevard of Broadway quite clearly. And uh, it's just a really homey, casual, great environment. So it's wonderful to be back here. This is really quickly becoming our go-to Long Island headquarters, uh, which I'm very proud about. And we hope to see a lot of people today, greet a lot of people today. And if you're anywhere near the area, come by and say hello as we broadcast JM and the AM on a Thursday from Gotta Get a Bagel on Broadway in Woodmere. It's Thursday, the 11th of July. Oh, someone told me it's 7-11 day today, the 11th of July. Uh, the eighth day in the month of Tomlas. 73 degrees outside. We expect afternoon thunderstorms and a high of 84. Thunderstorms tonight and low 74. And tomorrow, partly cloudy and 90. Looks like when we're in Israel at the beginning of next week, it's going to be really, really nice weather in this area. Uh, 73 right now here in New York City with a special hello to our friends up in Guilford, New York at Camp Missora as they're getting set for visiting day this coming Sunday. And a special hello to our friends in Yerushalayim and other areas of Israel as we get set to broadcast from Israel Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. That's the schedule. Monday in the studio and then straight to the airport on Monday morning. Uh, seven minutes after 6 a.m. It is a JMN broadcast from Gotta Get a Bagel as we continue on this um, uh, Thursday morning. Don't forget, later today, it's going to be a visit to a unique, <laughs> a unique kosher establishment as we are going to live lunch sometime after 11 a.m. Um, whenever we're all set up and re ready to go, sometime after 11 a.m. we're going to be Broadcasting our live lunch from the um, Beach Bakery and Cafe, which is uh, located in West Hampton, New York. We'll have an opportunity to speak to some of the people from the Hamptons community. Uh, 
as uh, their weekend gets revved up on a Thursday. That's when things start to rev up in the Hamptons and the Catskills and vacation places like that. Uh, we'll do that uh, again sometime after 11 o'clock this morning until uh, 1 p.m. Uh, out in West Hampton. More coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning edition from Gotta Get a Bagel. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Yoni Z. Before that, you heard some uh, Ohad to open up that set. 18 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere, Hewlett. I don't know. You put it in Waze, it says Woodmere. You put it in <laughs> Google Maps, it says Hewlett. It does? Well, it, it, on one of them it said, yeah, I don't remember. If I'm, I don't know if I'm saying the right one, but on one of them you searched and it said Woodmere. Hmm. Then when it found it and put it in Waze, then it said Hewlett. So where are we? We are in Woodmere. We're at Joel's Place. That's where exactly. we are. We're renaming it. We're renaming it Joel's Place. Uh, so if you've got to get a coffee, they've got a million varieties of coffee here. If you've got to get an order of, uh, of bagels or eggs or delicious lox or other fish or a great drink or fruit or pastry, you have a place where you place your order. And they scrambled have, eggs. They have a got-to-grab-and-go section for drinks and, uh, and the different items that uh, you could literally grab and go. And they've got a got-to-wash section. How do you <laughs> like that? A washing <laughs> station here at Got-to-get-a-bagel. Uh, as important as all the other stations. That's really nice. And here we are in the early morning. Sun is out, bright, sunshiny, incredible summer day here in July of 2019. Uh, Nahum Siegel, Miriam Alwala, good morning to you. Good morning to you. And uh, today... Today we are literally on the road everywhere. And not just that, I made the point earlier that there are times when uh, we will be broadcasting from somewhere, and I think it's a good example, I think next week's a good example, where we'll say we're somewhere, but in reality we were there a few hours before. Yom and CSY would be a good example where if people would actually show up to see us on Thursday morning, they wouldn't see us because right. that show was recorded on Wednesday night. Right. So people are waking up this morning, especially in the five towns, because you know that there's tens of thousands of people in the five towns who are listeners of ours. So they're listening right now, and they're saying to themselves, wait a second, are they really got to get a bagel? <laughs> or was this one of those things where Wednesday night they decided to record a show there, and, then, and, and that is you know, right now Thursday morning's jam the AM. And the answer is we're here, and we're live. And we're... I just typed those words. We are here and we are alive. That's funny. Oh, we go. Boy, oh, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah. Great minds think alike. So we're here, we're live, and we would love uh, not only those who... Uh, we'll, we'll be more than happy to greet those who are coming in to Gotta Get a Bagel for a delicious breakfast. But in addition to that, if you want to just come by and say hello, uh, let us know that you're out there tuned in, enjoying the show, etc. Please feel free to do so. And you never know who might show up here. Oh, I know who's showing up. There, there. have been community leaders yep. who utilize got to get a bagel for their breakfast. There have been rabbinic leaders. Uh, there have been um, uh, celebrities and personalities. Mm -hmm. There have been well-known organizational uh, directors. Uh, there are a lot of people who, you know, there are a lot of machers out here. After all, this is Long Island. There are After a lot of machers. All, it's the five towns. There are a lot of machers in the five towns. Sure. You know. We go to Houston with Yoni. There's a limited number of machers. Well, we bring one with us. <laughs> Correct. When we bring Yoni, you come here, and all of a sudden, you're surrounded by machers. Remember the conversation between Golda Meir and Lyndon B. Johnson. You remember that conversation? Like it was yesterday. When LBJ says to Golda, "You know that I am the president of 300 million people," and she says, "Mr. President, you know that I am the pre I am the prime minister of three million presidents." <laughs> so, <laughs> That's good. So out here. Out here on Long Island, we are not just talking about tens of thousands of people. We're talking about tens of thousands of presidents. Tread lightly. Every one Tread of them, lightly. Every one of them with a distinction and, and an amazing background and a big contribution to the Jewish world. Baruch so, Hashem. Baruch Hashem is right. So here we are, and uh, we will uh, 
introduce some of those people to as we uh, progress through the morning. Arya Kunstler is scheduled to stop by. Yep. Which means some great live music later on as well. Speaking of celebrities. Correct. He's yeah. a pretty big celebrity. Uh, and just a good guy. Very nice Such guy. Such a good guy. He's a good man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and our schedule... It's crazy. Over the next few days is pretty remarkable. Crazy. Um, first of all, later today we're going to be at the Beach Bakery and Cafe in West Hampton Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to tell that unique story and we're going to enjoy the company of people out there in the Hamptons. And by the way, be just joined by some of the people at the Hampton Synagogue. Right. And as a side point, not to interrupt you, but as a side point, there are a number of media outlets that have been covering this story in West Hampton. Yeah, they've picked up that story. Correct. This has been a really big media week for this otherwise small bakery in a small town in America. So I mean, really, that's what it is. 100%. But it has a great narrative. And that's going to start at a, sometime after 11 o'clock this morning and go until uh, just around 1 p.m. We call it our live lunch. So that'll be from out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... Uh, tomorrow, of course, and Monday in studio with JM and AM, and then immediately after Monday's show to the airport, we head to Israel on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Our broadcast will be from the Holy Land as we continue to bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora. We have some really unique and interesting things planned. We do have a show planned at the Moshav and Vomodi Inn. Yep. The logistics for that show have become more and more difficult, but we are trying to work them out. And, and visit a devastated town. It is devastated because of the fire. Literally and figuratively. Correct. The fires that took place there a month ago. So we will discuss. We will, we will be there. We will be, of course, celebrating with uh, all the NCSYers at Yom NCSY. And you'll hear that on Thursday morning. We'll visit our friends at Michlelet and uh, NCSY Kolo. You'll hear that on Friday morning. Uh, we'll have our friends at the Inbal host us on Tuesdays, JM and the AM, with amazing... <clears throat> with amazing reunions of us and some great uh, community leaders and organizations that are doing fabulous work in Israel. So we'll have that on Tuesday. So it's going to be a very action-packed week. And then... Then I get to go on vacation. And then remember yeah. that starting on Sunday, right after we get back, it's the three weeks. It's a completely different... Uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be a completely different atmosphere at the Nahum Siegel Network once that, uh, once that occurs. That's true. So... We get back Friday yeah. from Israel. Sunday's already a fast day. And I don't know, is the three weeks a little bit uh, of an opportunity for everyone to relax at the network or no such thing? Well, I don't want to say not relax, but we will be heading to Hask. Right. We're going to be at Hask later <laughs> this month. Right. And that'll be in the middle of the three weeks. Correct. For a show that's going to be broadcasted on the 29th of July, Monday morning, here at JMNAM. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. Just a bit. All right. Baruch Hashem. We're got to get a bagel. Can I get a Baruch Hashem? Baruch Hashem. Can we also, by the way, can we take a minute to discuss the event that we went to Tuesday night, or you want to do that later? Tuesday night's event. We'll save it for a minute. Okay. More coming up. You're listening to a JM and the AM, and here's Miami on a Thursday morning from Got to Get a Bagel in Woodmere, New York, as we broadcast between now and 9 a.m. here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
34, 26 minutes before 7 o'clock on this JM in the AM uh, Thursday morning. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel, 1035 Broadway in Woodmere, where you can come and enjoy a million varieties of uh, bagels and uh, delicious uh, items and spreads to put on those bagels. <laughs> Great coffee. The uh, eggs. Wonderful fruit and pastries. Delicious eggs. eggs. 
Word, got to get a bagel. Very. By the way, you weren't here earlier. You were in the other room. 2019, I said. Very 2019. This. Uh, you were on the phone before. Okay. You make it sound like I got here late. No. God forbid. <laughs> you were here earlier than I was. Um, it's very 2019, this place. It's, it's the a decor, great space. The decor, very 2019. And you know, by the way, they do shavabrachas because it's after hours. Right. They really have the space. Bagel stores close, what, 4 or 5 o'clock? It's a great so idea. They've done they've done community events. I think Amuna had an event here, if I'm not mistaken. Very nice. And they've done Sheva Brachas, and they've, you know, they, they, Joel has certainly welcomed us to come and stay here one night. And so at seven o'clock, eight o'clock, it's like, you know, the party starts here. Got to get a bagel. And I like the uh, the 2019 aspect of got to get a bagel that everything is uh, computerized and on the big scoreboard up there, right? None of these homemade signs. It's all up there on the scoreboard. There's not one piece of oak tag. <laughs> In sight. The large variety of coffees, although you would probably only go for one or two of those. That is true. You wouldn't go for all Thank eight. you for knowing that. Well, you know. I appreciate that. I've gotten used to your coffee habits, and trust me, it's a habit. Um, I've tried to cut back. You know, the guy at Starbucks yesterday at Atlantic Terminal says to me, I haven't seen you around. I haven't seen you in like a month. And I said, yeah, I've been trying to cut back. He's like, how's it going? I'm like, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> Yeah, what I can tell you, it's a hard habit to break. 73 degrees, some afternoon thunderstorms. We're going to be uh, broadcasting from uh, the Beach Bakery and Cafe in West Hampton Beach. Afternoon thunderstorms? Today, yeah. I didn't know anything about that. Yoni, how did you not take care of that? Yeah, if you have a wedding tonight, they're probably not planning an outdoor hookup. Mm, that's going to be rough. Yeah. By the way, we went to the Cyclones last night. The Brooklyn Cyclones, and they're home tonight again. They had a great game last night. Honestly, we left at the bottom of the eighth because they were already up 9 nothing, and I figured it was going to take some kind of crazy rally for that to change. You know your baseball. That well, you know. a crazy rally for that to change. Yoni's impressed. I did not check to see <laughs> if they won. Check, please. Of course, that would be my muzzle. Was the weather and the view and the kosher oh, food all as good as ever? Everything was great. Everything was totally, totally great. It was perfect weather. Almost, I mean, I was wearing a jacket, which oh. you wouldn't expect after a day like we had yesterday in Manhattan, which was quite steamy. Oh. They won what? 9-0, good. Honing Valley? Mahoney? Mahoning Valley was the name of the team. Yeah, they had a tough time last night, I'll tell you. And they're playing them again tonight, and they're playing them again. Well, they're playing tomorrow. That doesn't help us. But they're playing again tonight starting at 7 p.m. If you want to see the Cyclones on a uh, – on a Sunday afternoon, this Sunday at 4 p.m., you can catch them. Go it's to brooklyncyclones.com, get your tickets, and uh, trust me, it's an amazing day of uh, family entertainment. If you're not going to be on Route 17, be at the Cyclones. Yeah. and a Do big, everything you can not to be on Route 17. A big hello to our friends at Camp Missora as we get ready to see them on visiting day this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. That'll be a lot of fun. Nothing like visiting day. Nothing like it. No, there isn't. I don't understand the people who want to eliminate it. You know, there is a uh, a groundswell of support among parents, campers, and mm-hmm. camp directors to get rid of visiting day. Well, I would get rid of calling day. That's a good day to get rid of. Yeah, I would get rid of calling day, but I seem to be in the minority. Yeah, because a, a lot of parents like to hear from their kids. I like to hear from my kids. I just don't like what happens at the end of the call. Oh, boy. It's just, it's hard. This is getting very... This is becoming a very emotional jam in the AM broadcast. It's not gotta, emotional for me. We've got to get a baby. I'm okay hanging up the phone. Um, yeah, no, it's all good. Anyway, so come on by and uh, and join us here yep. as we continue here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And I have been oh, handed... Oh, fabulous. I've been handed a communique. I, why can't you just call it a flyer? I have been handed a communique. Apparently, the Queen's Jewish Alliance 
is presenting a free community concert at the beach. It's also counting as a voter registration kickoff. Because as we learned from Queens very recently, every, no vote, joke. every vote counts. When you think it doesn't, yeah, you're wrong. The uh, free community concert will star Joey Newcomb and Shia Rubenstein and Friends and happening tonight, tonight, July the 11th. 7-11, 7-11, on the way to the concert, you can get a Slurpee. It's a Slurpees? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> there are kids in the community Mika here who have, have already been to 7-11 this morning. Right. We think we got up early. Right. I just started with coffee. I haven't started with a uh, cherry Slurpee. Showtime is at 6.30 p.m. at the bandstand of O'Donoghue Park, which is located at Seagrid Boulevard between Beach 9th and Beach 17th Street in Farakwa. You bring your lawn chair, of course, and for information, contact the Queens Jewish Alliance. We're going to give a special shout-out to Assemblymember Stacey Pfeffer Amato, to Assemblymember Dan Rosenthal, and to Senator Joe, Adaba, uh, Joe Adabo and everybody who's sponsoring tonight's event. So that's happening tonight at the bandstand at O'Donoghue Park starting at 6.30 p.m. in uh, Far Rockaway. A lot of advantages, by the way, due to the fact that the three weeks start as late as they do. Ooh, here's an interesting calendaric analysis. Okay, Go ahead. Okay, okay, I like okay, this. okay, 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 okay. I wasn't doing a whole you, thing. I was just making one you've drifted simple into my comment. area of expertise. I know. And you know what? The comments coming out of my mouth. I'm like, do I really want to go there? Because now it's going to be 20 minutes on well, the beauty of the calendar. Well, let me hear. Go ahead. Why why would you think that there's advantages to Well, the disadvantage. The 3 weeks starting on the 21st of July. We know the disadvantage. First disadvantage? Well, first disadvantage, you'd like to you'd like to get it over with quickly and get get into the summer. No, I would say first disadvantage is that visiting day is two weeks into the camp ah, right. season. That's true, because you they, because they Dafka don't want to do it on Shabbos or Tammuz, right? Obviously. And they haven't run out of anything yet. Ah, so there's <laughs> like, al- almost no purpose to coming. Right. I'm like, I said to my kid, I'm like, what do you guys need? Not, nothing. Right. You don't need anything. Why am I coming? Um, so I would say the whole visiting day thing throws right. everybody off. Correct. And yes, fasting deep into August. Right. Never. You'd rather get it over with. Never the best. Right. Never the best. And then the fact that it's on Sunday makes it even worse. The fact that. You lose a lot of grilling days, you know. Which, by the way, is a term we did not appreciate until a couple weeks ago. Our friends from A&H. Yeah. Told us that when you have a summer like this, you lose three grilling days. One to visiting day. Uh, collectively, mm-hmm. right? All the visiting days put together as one visiting day. And, of course, Shabbat and Tishabov, Right. Um, where traditionally people would be grilling on Sunday. So the next time Tishabov is on a Tuesday or Thursday, which is the other possibility, right? Tishabov can only be observed on three days, Sunday, Tuesday, Yoni. or Thursday. Did you know that? So the next time Tishabov is Tuesday or Thursday, appreciate the fact that our friends who are selling kosher hot dogs are having a really good summer. <laughs> Simple as that. Anyway, so you're drifting into this calendaric analysis. Second, Number one is visiting. One second, ahead. one second, one second. And I imagine Yo. that if Tishaba falls on it that Tuesday or Wednesday. Thursday, possi- yeah. Uh, Can't uh, be on a Wednesday, Tishaba, yeah. Tuesday or Thursday right. possibility that makes that Sunday a big seum day. Yeah, in some communities, right. Certainly in camp. Of course. Certainly in camp. Tishabub's Thursday, I agree with you. Tuesday, already people are a little wary about making a see on Sunday if the next night is Tishabub. Mm, I hear that. But, so it has uh, to be on a Thursday. So does that mean that that <coughs> Sunday is not a grilling day or would be a Ooh. grilling day? Ooh. You mean if there's a see Yeah. 
Um, like would would our friends at A and H say? Right, that's true. I'm waiting for Seth that's to true. text me. That's true. That's true. Every nine days, Correct. every period of nine days, has at least one loss of a grilling day. Yeah. Correct. So that's would right. this say? I didn't think of, that. Right. of course, because but, yeah, but he's okay. You're right. He's prepared for the, no, but they're. they're making, I got it. You're right. But and it's before seven o'clock. But they're making the point from the other way. Yeah. In other words. They agree that every year there's going to be nine days where basically no one's eating meat. They get that. Right. But they, but they also get the fact that if, you, if, you, um, if you're counting on every Sunday being a grilling day, mm-hmm. then, then Tisha B'Av obviously is going to eliminate that. If Tisha B'Av's not on a Sunday, then even though you're right that that's still not going to be a real grilling day, it potentially could be, as you described. I possibly have never been more confused right. in my entire life. <laughs> I just want to be completely honest with you because if we don't have honesty, we have nothing. Do we have a, I have no we, idea what we're talking about. Do we have anymore. a third advantage or disadvantage of <laughs> three weeks this time of year to, to analyze, or that's it? Well, for me, it's all about visiting day. Right. I have to be honest with you. But also, there are well, the reason that I brought it up is because the, the concert being tonight, right. it gives a lot of, a, a greater number of opportunities, in my opinion, to have these kind of community right. live music events that really are, um, are, easy, are easy to, to draw a crowd and are accessible to everyone and are weather permitting. I, I mean, are, are, are weather... What's the word? Weatherproof? Yeah, almost. Weather I mean, related. ironically enough, we're telling everybody right. to go tonight and it's supposed to pour. Right. But yeah, but hopefully it won't. Right. You know, there's, but there's one other factor, and you, and you brought up visiting day, and I think the other factor is also camp-related. Okay. I feel bad for my kids. When, Me too. When Tisha, <laughs> thanks. When Tishabub, oh. when Tishabub's in the middle of August. It's like, you know, is it ever going to end these yeah. three weeks? And on top of that, you only get, you know, six, seven good days of camp after that. Shabbos Chazon is Shabbos. You know, it's, it's, a li- it's limited to how great a camp day it could be. I, although I do admit, uh, Shabbos Nachamu rather, I do admit though that Shabbos Nachamu camp is fun. But, you know, it's Shabbos after all. You only get, you know, five, six days of, of real summer, you know, what you would call full summer mm-hmm. activities once Tisha B'Av is over. And I, just, I, I sort of feel bad for the kids. In Australia, where the kids go to summer camp, you know, it's in January. They don't have to deal with the three weeks during the summer. So there, there it's, it, it must be a much different and much easier way of handling it. Is this your push to move to Australia? No, it's my push. We usually push people to make Aliyah, but now we're saying, you know what, Australia's looking like a good option because push, you can go to camp during the January. It's my push to remind everybody that at different times of the year, uh, at different times of the year, it's a, um, I, I should say, in different parts of the world, in different parts of the world, it's a completely, they're completely different experiences. Right. For instance, for us, the fast we dread most the entire year is Tisha B'Av. Yes. In Australia. We say that with. Love. Yes. For, for t- well, how do I right, love? Whatever. Commitment to Tisha B'Av. The, in Australia, I would assume the fast that they regret the most is Sarbatebes. Because that's, mm. that's going to be ending at 930 in Melbourne. Mm. So it's, like, it's a different type. That, like their Tisha B'Av ends much, much earlier than ours does. So Australia doesn't have it all going on. What do you mean? I'm saying it's not everything great about Australia. Right, right. Correct. I, okay. I, I think the summer thing, I think the summer thing makes it uh, makes it much easier. But all right. Anyway, those are some of my comments regarding what's happening now. And as we get ready for visiting day, we will uh, remind the campers and remind the kids that even though t- Tisha B'Av is late, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have a fabulous and incredible summer of 2019. Agreed. And by the way, um, a shout out also to Camp Marasha. 
Because, yes, you heard me. There's nothing wrong with my mic. Because while you are very much looking forward to seeing everyone at Camp Masora on Sunday, I am very much looking forward to seeing everyone at Camp Marasha. Ooh. How are things going up there this summer? Thank God. And actually, you know what I think tonight is? What? Sharia. Wow. And we got emails yesterday that there will be parent raffles during Sharia. We all got raffle numbers to consistently engage the parents in watching the live stream so you can see if you won a variety of different prizes by staying tuned into Sharia. Wow. Isn't that great? It's a, it's a shame that uh, you need incentives to make parents uh, tune into Sharia in some camps. Uh, you literally could just announce that there's some type of live performance. Is that the way it goes in some camps? <laughs> I'm kidding around. I know. Marasha people, I'm kidding around. In fact, I may stop by Marasha on my way to Missouri. How do you like that? You should. I should. You should because I think always, I, I mean, I I can't wait for, for you to walk around campus and see the absolute transformation. It's changed since my day? Just a bit. It's changed since the 1980s? When was the last time you stepped foot into Marasha? Uh, I took a tour of Marsha um, with the late, great Rabbi A.B. Warhoftik. Must be now 20 years ago. <sighs> okay. I don't think I've been, I don't think I've, Okay. unless someone can think of a time I've been there since. I, I just want to blindfold family, you and take you to the Merkazia. Also, my family's not going to want to stop by there on Sunday. They're going to go straight to Missouri to see the Seagull children. Okay. So Sunday's not a good day for it. So let's, ju- let's choose a different day to go. Um, I'm in. Will they give us a tour? If we show up and say, hey, we're like the, we're the voices behind the Nahum Siegel Network week visit, will well, they allow that? I don't, I, I don't think you have to say that. <laughs> I think that that goes without saying. But um, we are actually you heading. Can, I'll need no introduction there. We were. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure there are too many holdovers from your day. One of my kids says to me the other day, do you know that you emceed the 50th anniversary of Mara Shah concert? I say, yes, yes. I, do, I do know that I emceed that. Yes. Um, I would, we're heading up during the nine days for Siam. Wow. Am I invited? Sure. What are they serving? <laughs> if it's really A&H good, hot dogs. If it's a really good meat <laughs> meal, you might just get me up there. A&H hot dogs. So, yeah, that would be a good time. You can come to the Merkazi Eye. You can come see what we affectionately used to call the Chadar Ochel, right, which I'll, is not I'll Hebrew. Go, I'll go in my own car. The Chadar Ochel. Chadar <laughs> Ochel. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I'll you go, go to the Chadar Ochel after head, hitting up Shayer. <laughs> Those are not words. <laughs> Neither is Sharia. No. Yes, it is. I'll, Please step back. I'll, what do you call it in your camp? Zimria. Right. I will. I will. Um, and what was it in, in Raleigh? It was Boy Girl Sing? Yeah. Yeah. I will go to, I, I will be taking a separate car just in case I get overloaded on Mara Shot. I need to, I need to, Detox? I need, I need to go to DJ's. <laughs> it's not called that anymore. What's it called? Jericho. What? Yeah. They changed the name without even consulting me? Jericho Dairy. Nerve of And you them, go to Como Pizza. Oh, yes. A little bit of a snack over there. They also have sushi. Whoa. Yep. Like every good kosher pizza shop. Well, they do it right. <laughs> Our friends from Stop Chop are there. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. I know. It's like a regular Jewish town, that Lake Lakewood, Pennsylvania. Lakewood, Pennsylvania. Can someone send this segment, please, to the people of Marishan? I, I can't they, wait. I hope they'd appreciate the Uber. Uh, and, of course, we have tremendous admiration and love for the uh, – well, you obviously do. Yes, but I, I certainly but do. But I do want to explain that any, any little joke or jibe – that I take it uh, I or jab. It, I think <laughs> it goes without saying, but I think Jeremy Joseph would be very happy to welcome you on campus. Interesting. Do you know what day of the nine days you're going? 
Do you know what day of the I week it is? I don't because I haven't found out what day the CM mm. is yet. All right. I'll, 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 we'll, we'll plan a You can take a selfie in front of the Pargode. We'll plan. Yeah. <laughs> the Pargode I is said there. To, I said to a Marisha camper the other day, I said, or a staff member, I don't remember who it was. I said, you know, what's doing at the Pargode? And they said, I don't think anybody uses it anymore. <laughs> I said, what? Don't touch the Pargode. <laughs> Hands it's off like, the Pargode. It's landmark. It I is. guess it's landmark. And the A building. <laughs> The only person who's still in the A building is Rabbi Lewis Wiedeker. That's it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's all good. We are at Gotta Get a Bagel. Oh, we haven't checked the app. You know where it is? I did. You know where it is? It's 1035 Broadway here in Woodmere. Gotta Get a Bagel, 1035 Broadway here. <laughs> and also 1039. Has two addresses. Yeah. Has two addresses. Two. It's that's, so big now. It has large, two spaces. That's how large an establishment this is. And it's gorgeous. Joel's practically taking over the neighborhood, first with, with two locations. Right. And soon, who knows? Maybe now he's going to build a walkway, and we're going to connect it over to Broadway Remedies. It's going to be one big, you know, Joel sphere. And he's going to build a wall to Hewlett, and they're going to pay for it. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long day. So listener Nahum says, Next year, Tishabov is July 30th. Okay. Okay. That's a little bit easier yeah. to deal with. Yeah. That's a little bit easier to deal with. Thank you, Nachum. And thank you, Nachum, and thank who you, I Nachum. is in Israel. I think this listener, Nachum, is in Israel. If I'm is he going to visit us at Movomodian? I don't know. Is uh, he going to visit us at the Inbound? By the way, you know, yesterday on the um, on the Facebook Live that BB was doing, yeah. that I commented on, right. and I said, uh, join us, join me and Nachum Siegel for breakfast at the Inbound next week. Right. Five people liked it. All right. I hope one of them was him. I I hope somebody. I hope it caught somebody's attention. Maybe we'll expect them there. All right. More coming up. We've got to get a bagel. It's JMM on a Thursday at the Malcolm Siegel Network.
comes from uh, Rogers Park. Ki Simcha is the name of that selection. Heading toward the top of the hour, getting ready for um, <clears throat> two more hours of broadcasting here from Gotta Get a Bagel. Located at 1035 Broadway <coughs> here in Woodmere. Uh, everyone should come on by and say hello on this July Thursday. From here, we're going to go to the uh, to the Beach Bakery and Cafe in West Hampton. That's uh, for our live lunch, which will go on from about... Uh, sometime after 11 a.m. this morning until 1 p.m. And um, then uh, tomorrow and Monday, we're back in studio at JM the AM in our Manhattan location. Tomorrow, Malcolm Honline will join us, Executive Vice Chairman, the Conference Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, talk about the weekly update, different news events of this uh, past week. And then on Mondays, right after Monday's JM the AM, we head to Israel. We'll broadcast from Israel Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week in what will be, no doubt, an action-packed week right here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
Thursday morning from Gotta Get a Bagel. We are in Woodmere at 1035 Broadway. The beautiful and incredible Gotta Get a Bagel. And delicious Gotta Get a Bagel where I am told uh, they have the best shakshuka in town and the best avocado toast in town. Boy, oh boy. May I have to try those too just to confirm what I am saying. The last time, ironically, that we saw Sharona, Sharona Thal, we were at Gotta Get a Bagel right here in Woodmere. She is the JNF account representative for Long Island, and she is here this morning with more 
great news about an organization we love, and that is the Jewish National Fund. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Nice How to you? see you. Same to you. Uh, this glorious day here in, uh, in July, uh, thinking about all the wonderful people in the glorious land of Israel that you and your colleagues are helping. Absolutely. Both this summer and year-round. Definitely, definitely. You have a big event coming up. We do. We are so excited. This summer is awesome. We have our uh, golf outing, which will be our 12th annual golf outing. Uh, I was wondering if it has, if it has a track record. It I guess 12, does. 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually one of our, uh, our big events that everyone looks forward to um, but this year oh, you're doing this the day after Tisha Bo. the day after cool. yeah absolutely you can fast and then uh, get out <laughs> yeah. on the golf course and get ready to enjoy a great day absolutely the golf and tennis classic this year will honor David Shechman we'll speak about him in a moment it starts at nine o'clock in the morning on Monday August the 12th it's in Glenhead New York I'm assuming that's Long Island it is uh, proceeds of course benefit JNF's vital work in Israel information you can contact Howard Ingram at 516 Six seven eight six eight zero five. That's five one six six seven eight six eight zero five. Extension one ten. It's being catered by great friends of ours. Main event Muzzone, and uh, which means there'll be great golf, great tennis, and great food. And great food yeah. and great people. And great people is right. All right, tell me about David and how he was chosen to be honored at this event. So every year we look for an honoree that. Uh you know, gives back to, obviously, to the Jewish community, to JNF, um, and uh, and has a great network to bring in a lot of people to our golf outing. So um, one of the things that we've actually developed recently is an incredible real estate group for JNF. Uh, David f- is from Meridian Capital. He is a wonderful, wonderful asset to Meridian. Um, and we've brought him in to, uh, to help us out a little bit, bring his friends in, and have a great day of golf. Is he happy with his golf game, or you don't know? I think he is. <laughs> I have a feeling he is. He's a great guy all around. <laughs> all right, so- so it'll be a fun day both for him uh, 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 casually and leisurely on the golf course and, of course, um, professionally in the capacity to help JNF. Definitely. Um, all right. So every, I assume this is not sold out yet. How do we? So uh, it is not sold out, but I want to tell you one more exciting yeah. thing, because even though it's our 12th annual outing, we have added a Women's Day portion. Ah, I saw this. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and I think last time I was here, I was telling you that we had developed a really great Women for Israel right. group. So In well, the hundreds. I mean, you're getting a lot of people. It's amazing. So it really has become a great, uh, a great group of women. Um, again, these are women who are just awesome, philanthropic, passionate about Israel. We've done a number of events, and we've decided this year to add a day part of the golf outing as having card playing and mahjong and lunch and shopping and, uh, and of course, women who want to play golf and tennis as well, but to add the special portion to the golf outing, uh, and it's going to be a ton of fun. So you're calling it Women's Day at the Clubhouse, Lord, presented by JNF, uh, Women for Israel, and as you said, it's brand new for the tournament. They, it will include mahjong, bridge, Canasta, which of the three is the best game? So, uh, Do we know which one's the favorite? Of yeah, the Maj- I'd Maj- say Mahjong. I'm, I don't know. I, 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 I am ashamed. I don't know how to play any of them. <laughs> so guess what? We're actually going to have a Mahjong teacher there to help you teach. So I know that in the Catskills, so in the Catskills, it was Bridge, and there was maybe it was Mahjong as well. I think it was Mahjong and Bridge uh-huh. that, that kept the ladies very busy there at the cor- there at the corner of the lobby. Uh, so you can learn how to play Mahjong, Bridge, and Canasta. You Plus, can. have a delicious lunch. There'll be a boutique, as you mentioned. It goes from 11 until 3 o'clock. It's also on that spot, it on the tournament spot? It is at Tamashanta Golf Club, yes. And for information, Sharona is the contact at 516-678-6805 or use her email address, sthal, T-H-A-L-L, sthal at jnf. 
Dot org. All right, so that's, that's already uh, one very, very big day happening this summer. It is. But there are other things happening under your tutelage here at JNF Long Island. There are. So I'm super excited about a bunch of different things. Um, one is that real estate society that I told you about. Right. Um, we had a great event a couple weeks ago at Prime Bistro. We had about 60 guys, sold out um, event, a panel on the legislation laws that were happening. Uh, we're hoping to continue that in September. So I'm super excited about that. Um, oh, and discussion about the legislation laws? Yeah, that was... That, that'll it, go on for a long so time. So, by the way, that, that's going to carry me through for a while. <laughs> Definitely through September. Because anybody in real estate wants to be at those sessions. For sure, for sure. So, it's great, guys. Great food. Great information. You really um, should thank the I'll, governor for that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> for, for your programming. Bring them on. Bring them on. Uh, yeah, that, that would be an interesting one. Um, so, we're hoping to do that in our next one in September, and I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, of course. Um, and then we also have a couple com- things coming up. Our, our national conference will be in September. Is it always that time of year? It's always in September, September, October, definitely before the Chagin right, time usually. Um, this year it's going to be in Washington, so not too far. Um, I'm really looking to have a strong contingency from the five towns come. Um, we have a bunch of couples coming already, but I would love for more to come from Long Island and, uh, and around. It's always a great, great uh, way. We say it's actually, and it's true, the best way to learn about JNF outside of going to Israel. All our partners are there, our affiliates are there, our programs are there. Um, they're incredible speakers, and it's just a lot of camaraderie. We always have great entertainment, so definitely go online, look at our information about conference, and sign up. I, I strongly encourage that. I wonder if the fact that it's in Washington and the atmosphere that's going on now in Washington will attract people. Not that that's really a big part of the mission or of the conference, but still. It's you know, always a great spot. Correct. Washington attracts. There's a lot going on there right now, and it's, as you said, a really good place to have the JNF annual uh, uh, annual um, a conference. conference that's happening in September. And again, JNF.org has all the information. You are sending rabbis. Uh, this, this, to me, is one of the most brilliant programs. It's awesome. Uh, I know in <laughs> Jersey it's worked very, very well. I'm sure here as well. I mean, rabbinic leaders of all backgrounds who together go and learn about JNF and see Israel together. So, yes. Yeah, so, God willing, the first week of December, um, I am taking a rabbi's mission to Israel uh, with two superstars. We've got Rabbi Billet and Rabbi Hain co-chairing wow. the mission. Wow. Um, I actually am. This is something I'm super excited for. Um, and But, yes, it is non-denominational. It is our rabbis. It's from all over Tri-State, but, again, primarily Long Island. Right. We'll spend a week in Israel going to the north and the south, learning JNF all day, every day for five days, um, and to come back to the communities and really be able to engage their congregation um, through their leadership on the work that JNF does. Right, that happens in December, and I'm sure I'm sure the two rabbis you mentioned are helping you recruit, but if there is a they rabbi are, out there... They are, but get in touch with me. Right, then get Absolutely. in touch with you, and you can, uh, and you can join in. Yes. What is the Kulanu Ba'aretz uh, program? So Kulanu Ba'aretz is a program that we started last year as a joint venture with Kulanu. They've had it before, but this JNF joined it last year with them to in to it, it's it's a gap year program, although it's three months for students who are finishing their they're either at Kulanu or their um, you know their twelfth grade in, in whatever school they're in for for special high functioning special needs young adults to spend their gap year in Israel. So they may not be able to go for a full year, but what they do is we have a two month session and a three month session where they live on Kibbutz Luchot in the north. Um, they are learning, they are having vocational, educational, traveling, social activities, um, just like their peers, just like their siblings. They spend the time in Israel. We take them to all of the JNF sites. Um, one of the greatest things that they did last 
last year and we're planning to do again on this year's program is they participate in a gadna, a special in uniform. It was the highlight of their trip um, where they spent three days becoming soldiers. Um, their parents must be thrilled. <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's something um, that I'm super proud of that, that uh, I was happy to, you know, partner with Kulanu and um, registration is filling up quite quickly on that. Uh, they, they leave right after the Chagim. Um, so definitely be in touch with Kulanu, be in touch with me and, you know, we, we'd love more kids to come. Well, we had a feeling that there's a lot going on here to say the least. Uh, you're always asking, rightfully so, because we know how great an organization JNF is for people to consider donations. Absolutely. Fiscal year is... Uh, it's coming to end, so we are done September 30th of September our year. 30th, okay. uh, I strongly encourage people to uh, to consider giving. Uh, the work we do is, is amazing. Um, what I love most about JNF is we are donor-centered. So where you want your money to go, that's where it goes. Um, if special needs is your thing, if water is your thing, if, if building communities, nefesh benefit, um, Helping firefighters. Fire, yeah. Um, there, there's really not much that happens in Israel without building JNF. Building infrastructure in the south or north. So, it, it, correct. I mean, from building communities to, to trees, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, we know for there, there's really, um, you know, I call it the poo-poo platter of, of Israel. You really can choose what you want to do. Um, get in touch with us, and, and we're happy to. You know, what's to, funny. Uh, I'm sorry. No, please, go ahead. But what's funny is when um, you mentioned about the rabbi's mission, and we've had this with other you know, really tremendous organizations out there in our community. Uh, it, it's, you could do a mission for a week and only see a small percentage oh, of for the sure. work that's being done there. Which right. is, some people find that hard to believe, but it's true. Yeah, it, yeah uh, the breadth of work is, is incredible. Even if you see, I don't know, 15, 20 programs, it's still it nothing going. compared to the we big JNF picture. Right, so. right, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, there's, there's not, I, you know, I tell people when they go to Israel, even if they don't go through JNF, they're going through JNF because there's right. not a thing that you can't walk by or see or, you know, or feel that it hasn't been touched by JNF. All right, Sharona, I thank you. Uh, thank you. I, I'm going to recommend to our listeners to use your email address, sthal at jnf.org, S-T-H-A-L-L -L at jnf.org. And thank you for this update. Thank Continued you. success. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. All More right, coming right. up. You're listening to JM in the AM. We are at Gotta Get a Bagel at 1035 Broadway in Woodmere, New York. And we remind everybody you can come on by between now and 9 a.m. and visit us right here on location. We are live on this Thursday morning. Getting set for uh, more guests and great programming all day long right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.
p.m. in the a.m. We're here at Gotta Get a Bagel on Long Island. A reminder that the Queen's Jewish Alliance presents a free concert tonight with Joey Newcomb and Shia Rubenstein and friends happening at the bandstand at O'Donoghue Park, Seagirt Boulevard, Beach, 9th Street in Far Rockaway. Bring your lawn chair, everybody. Information about it, you can contact the Queen's Jewish Alliance. Well, he's with us every single uh, Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time uh, with a uh, show that we call Spin Class, uh, the latest in the world of politics, both local, national, international. He's got a lot to say about a lot of things. His name is Michael Fragan. He's here with us in our makeshift studio. I've got to get a bagel. Welcome, Michael Fragan. Uh, good morning, Nachum, and uh, great place you have here, I have to say. <laughs> this is the best spread we've ever put out. This huh? is the best spread I've ever had. I, you know, I am hungry. I walked in hungry. I'm hungrier right now. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just get this on with it so I can eat. That's a good idea, actually. All right. Um, there's so much to talk about. There's a specific, or I should say there's a certain atmosphere in this country right now, a, um, especially here in New York City. You feel it like crazy. Um, they're calling it a progressive political atmosphere. And I don't know if this is a trend. I don't know if this is a, uh, you know, something that's uh, a flash in the pan, as they say, in the world of politics and the big picture is just going to come and go, or if this is something that uh, really could affect, in a, to a large degree, the future of the United States of America. How do you view this whole progressive movement, both here in New York and nationally? Well, certainly the progressive uh, movement is is on the march. It's on the rise. We've seen it in a number of different elections. Uh, it's the Queen's district attorney's race that took place that probably a lot of people didn't notice that it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Queen's district attorney race that happened at the end of June, which is still being decided, the Democratic primary, uh, pitted traditional Democrats versus an insurgent-type Democratic Socialists of America-backed candidate uh, named Tiffany Caban running against the establishment. Of course, it was a multi-candidate race, which, of course, made it... But that, right now, is a 16-vote margin. That race was certainly about entirely about progressive ideals. I mean, this is a woman, Tiffany Caban, who doesn't believe in jails. She actually got on a TV interview and was asked, you want to close Rikers Island and you don't want to build new jails. Where are you going to put people who commit crimes? And she says, we want to decarcerate. Now, actually, didn't even know that the word, I understand incarcerate. We go to decarcerate. I want to decarcerate. She doesn't want to put people in jail. She's a prosecutor. She's running for the prosecutorial office, and she doesn't want to put people in jail. It's Now, that's kind of the job, right? It's, 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 you, know, you have to do it. It's one of those things. You might not want to do it, but you have to do it. But we see it on both sides. I mean, I don't want to put all the blame on the left, although it's kind of fun to do that. <laughs> uh, we see it on both sides. I mean, there is a trend towards the extremes on both sides in both parties. Uh, we see it in the Republicans also. There is a move towards the end. It's part of polarization of our politics, polarization of society. That has been a trend that's going on for two decades now. And the biggest problem is that most members of, whether it's Congress or members of different legislatures, they're more worried about a primary than they're worried about a general election. Right. And when you're only worried about a primary, you're looking, if you're a Democrat, you're looking to your left. If you're a Republican, you're looking to your right. And we're seeing that. Interestingly, there was, there's been some big pushback. Yesterday, in the House, in the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, who herself is probably would be considered a San Francisco liberal, San Francisco progressive, okay? She... In, 
pretty much, from what we understand, admonish the four, meaning AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Ilana Presley. Uh, and she basically told them enough already criticizing other Democrats in the conference. That's just not the way we do things. You have complaints, you bring them to me. And AOC basically said, eh, to heck with you. <laughs> right. And, and that attitude that she displayed is really what's happening in this whole Democratic debate, which uh, the next one, I don't know when it is, in a few days from now. But it, it's basically what you're seeing is that, you know, there are people who are willing to spar publicly in front of hundreds of millions of people with their Democratic colleagues. And I wonder if the president, the current occupant of the White House, sits back and laughs and thinks it's a major advantage for him that that's going on. Look, we two night, you had to watch two nights of debates, which itself was... Right. Pretty painful, kind of puts a crimp in the summer schedule. But, and we're going to have to do it again in <laughs> two weeks or so. Right. But you two, you watch two nights of debates, and I'm sure that the president is sitting there and thinking, wow, this is easy. Uh, you know, I'm looking, I mean, this is easy compared, compared to what I had to deal with in mm-hmm. 2016. It's a march far to the left, actually, that way. It's a march far to the left. Everybody's saying, oh, I mean, hands go up. Do you want to get rid of private insurance? Yes. yes. I mean, it's, 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 we... let's, let's get rid of private insurance. Let's make sure that all illegal immigrants have free health insurance. Well, this is like the whole thing. When you kind of favor people who are breaking the law over those who, keep, who are law-abiding, that's a really bad po- political situation to be in. And instead of going for the center where I think the Democrats should be trying to look, because there is a center there, there are, if we see for the 2018 elections, there are people who are unhappy to the fact that the Republican Party has moved far to the right. right. And instead of going towards the center, they're going far left. Um, a, a friend, and Michael Fragan's with us, we're at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere. Um, a friend of mine said in 2016, when Hillary and Bernie were still fighting it out in the Democratic primary, he said the best thing for this country would be is if Bernie wins this nomination and then Bernie goes against Trump and we can finally make a decision as a country. Are we going to be a socialist country or we're going to be, you know, a corporate country or whatever you want to call, you know, the, the what Trump is perceived to be. Um, and I'm wondering if we're sort of heading in that direction now. What His wish for this Bernie versus Trump match might actually come true now in 2020. It's possible. I don't know that Bernie is going to be the I don't nominee. mean Bernie himself. Right. I'm saying someone. Well, there that- is a serious discussion right now. I mean, the polling is so interesting, particularly amongst Democrats, because I think there are a lot of people, a lot, particularly younger people, younger than me uh, even. I don't want to say younger than you, <laughs> but younger than me who don't appreciate the downsides of socialism. They think, oh, socialism, it's great. I can be guaranteed a job. I can be guaranteed health care. I can be guaranteed education. But guess what? It doesn't work. Look at these countries that are socialist countries, avowedly socialist countries. The ones that have moved past socialism, China, Vietnam, some of these other are, you know, kind of economically successful, but they weren't for many years. Okay. But look at Venezuela. Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be a collapsing country and a collapsing economy because socialism has taken over? It's bizarre that people think that this socialism idea is this kind of panacea. But you have people out there, and I mentioned Tiffany Caban is the, you know, in Queens was the candidate of the Democratic Socialists of America. So they think, Democratic Socialists, not so bad. I can add Democratic in there. Therefore, it's Socialists. It's, it's unbelievable when you, when you come and you talk about these policies. And particularly, I will say, the De- Democratic Socialists of America, we should all be aware in our community, is avowedly anti-Israel. They are pr- openly pro-BDS. It's not like that they are, they are, are pro-one-state solution. 
and that one state is not our state that right. they're pro. So think about it in context, what socialism means before you embrace it. And most of the country, this is not a socialist country, go outside of urban areas like Astoria and Jackson Heights and... Uh, at Brownstone, Brooklyn, this is not a socialist country. All right, leave New York, leave California, and leave Massachusetts, and you have a completely different United States. It's a compl- it is a completely, <laughs> but, but you, you can go two hours upstate New York, and right. it's a completely different Correct. different country. Um, Michael Fragan's with us. Uh, it, it, it's a, a very interesting picture in terms of what's happening in this country. It's also an interesting picture in terms of what's happening locally. We have a... Um, uh, I don't want to say uh, fear may be the wrong word, but there's a there's an atmosphere, uh, even here in New York, and some may say especially here in New York, uh, that it's becoming increasingly difficult to be pro-Israel, increasingly difficult to be a noticeable Jew in some areas of this city. Um, what do you think? Do you think that uh, we could depend on our public officials to um, uh, to guarantee? the rights of Jews and other groups and continue to do so? Or might we be heading back to an era uh, not so long ago, if you think about it, even in this area, uh, where it's going to be you know, difficult to, to live as free Jews? It, it is a scary thought, Nahum. I think that, by and large, our elected officials are pro-Israel. They're certainly pro-Jewish, meaning certainly protecting the rights of our community. Hopefully pro-police. Pro-police. I think in, well, not everybody is pro-police, but I want I would say, I do think that... Pro-law enforcement? Would that be a better way of saying it, or is it the same thing? I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that depending on where you go, there are some people who are more pro-police than, than others, but I think that overall there is definitely a sentiment that our, our community is... Our needs are listened to. Our needs are taken care of. Where we have an issue, and you know, I'll throw you know, this, this word out there, is the intersectionality issue. And I probably explained that for two seconds, what intersectionality is. Intersectionality is this idea, particularly on the left, particularly on the progressive wing, is that you have to be disadvantaged. You have to be part of the non-white, uh, power establishments, okay? So you're going to be a person of black, you're going to be Latino, you're going to be... uh, um, uh, So you're going to be part of that area of people who were historically disadvantaged and therefore you have certain rights that are more afforded because you've been persecuted in the past. And unfortunately, even though we as Jews have been persecuted for many years in the past, and this is particularly evident on college campuses, that we are... and even in, after the Holocaust, we are kind of looked at as outside of that intersectionality. We are part of the white power structure. Correct. And because we're part of that white power structure, it's kind of open season on a lot of Jews. And it's open season on Israel. Israel is the embodiment of that because we stole the land from people of color. You know, it's, it's, it's shocking that we saw this week a tweet from Linda Sarsour talking about uh, Jesus as a Palestinian with, uh, and a person of color with, uh, with naughty hair, or woolly hair she used. Nobody seems to know where in the Quran that actually is said, but either way. Or in the New Testament. Exactly, but this intersectionality (laughs) thing kind of pushes us out into the white. Now, unfortunately, on the white nationalist side and the white supremacist side, they don't like us either. So we we have the worst of both worlds in some cases. But I think most politicians, Democrats, I don't want to throw any. 
are very close to our community. I think, by and large, we have very good relationships uh, on both sides of they're the aisle. They're still all saying the right stuff. I mean, outside of the four, but they're all still saying the right stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think – the funny thing is, like, even the four, they're like, well, I would never discriminate. Right. I would never – they don't – I think that they just are so wrapped up in their own rhetoric that they can't appreciate the fact that th- – Advocating for your own community doesn't mean you have to belittle and diminish another community. Right. You working with any specific candidates or government officials right now? No, not this. Uh, I'm a free agent right now. So it's right now we're in the month of July. Anything big coming up in September, November that we should know about? Well, I sh- actually should say I'm next uh, headed next week to Israel on uh, a trip with the National Council of Young Israel uh, together with the new Republican chairman of the state of New York, Nick Langworthy. Um, we're going uh, first his first time to Israel. Mm. Uh, he asked me to join him. We are going to be, obviously, uh, touring all the important spots. Uh, uh, Joe Frager and Mike Huckabee are leading the trip, so thank you to them for doing that. Um, Nicole Maliotakis, who is a former uh, New York City mayoral candidate, currently Assemblywoman, also running for Congress, is going to be joining the trip together with a number of other people. So that's going to be interesting. There's new Republican leadership in the state, and I think that that hopefully will, uh, will benefit uh, a more balanced system that we currently have. And, yeah, look, September is, you know, the, our primaries are, have been in June. We still don't know who right. won the big primary. The big uh, races coming up in New York, um, this is kind of one of those off-off years. Um, you know, you have local races, county executive races, that kind of thing. But people should keep in mind that today's county legislator is tomorrow's congressman. Right. And these are important races. Nicole's a perfect example. Nicole's a perfect example, absolutely. Because the Staten Island people, if they get behind her, they can, uh, just like we saw the way you know, her disposition was running for mayor and her, and her um, uh, opinion and her, uh, her, uh, the direction that she took when it came to our community, obviously the same thing would happen uh, if she was taking a role running for Congress. Yeah, so well, I, important to keep in just mind. a last thought. Actually, yeah. Max Rose is a great example. Okay? Max Rose came in, congressman from, the, from that. He's a Democrat. Look at the pickle that that guy is mm-hmm. in. Clearly a conservative guy. Mm-hmm. Clearly a voice. A strong voice for Israel. Strong voice for the Jewish people. At the same time, he's got these crazies on the left. I, I can say crazy. He's got these crazies on the left making him nuts that he's got to defend everything that they say. And all the things. And the guy is clearly pro-Israel. He's clearly... And, and, he's, and, and if you meet him, you know that he feels it. He's Jewish. And he takes it. And, but yet, people associated with him... You don't want to be in a situation every day that you have to respond to another tweet from a, cra- from a person like Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Always on the defensive. Always on the defensive. All right, Michael Fragan with us during our regular season every single Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time with Spin Class. I thank you for joining me here today. Thank you very much, Nachum. Thanks thank for you welcoming to, us to Thank Long you to Miriam Island. and the yeah. whole team here. I mean, after all, we came to you this time. Absolutely. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> we're at Gotta Get a Bagel in Woodmere, 1035 Broadway. Stop by, everybody. We're giving her my gold watch. Of the morning off, and we're continuing with more at JM in the AM.
Thursday morning. We've got to get a bagel. 1035 Broadway, Woodmere, New York. Don't forget this afternoon we're at uh, West Hampton Beach. We're at the uh, Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe, which is located in uh, the Hamptons. We'll be there today for our live lunch starting uh, just after 11 o'clock until 1 p.m. Monday after JMNAM, we leave for Israel. Today in this uh, wonderful location, we are getting so into this location, got to get a bagel. We're going to be back here a lot, I hope. Uh, it's rare that we find a really good, comfortable place to do a fantastic uh, remote radio show. Um, and this is a great one. Joining me in our studio is uh, Andy Goldsmith, Executive Vice President of Amit. It has been too long since I have seen Andy, and it has been too long since you have joined us on the air. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Nachamo. You came to my neighborhood and uh, literally could roll out of bed and come to the studio. That's why um, you were here so early, huh? Exactly, and, and there were muffins, so you know, you know, how, you know how to get to a man's heart. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's, our, it's the secret that we know very well. Uh, first of all, I have, to, I have to comment. I've met a lot of people. I was at a wedding recently where a lot of your very loyal board members were. Um... You have an extremely loyal base of support at Amit and a lot of very proud people, lay leaders, who are thrilled with the inroads that your organization continues to make in Israel, especially in the world of education or the area, I should say, of education. So you should be very proud of that. I'm sure you are. And uh, even though you haven't been with us for a while, we should not suspect, nor should our listeners, that the organization is not thriving and moving forward really nicely. It's interesting. Uh, Amit leaders are passionate. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I always make the joke, I mean, it's like the mafia. Once you're in, you're in. And it's very interesting because right now, every four years, uh, unlike a lot of other Jewish organizations, we actually change our leadership. It's by board mandate. Every four years, we have a new slate, a new set of officers come on, new set of board members. Um, and right now, we're in that transition period. So we're seeing some, some of our people, even a whole new crop of people coming in. But that uh, must kill you when certain people walk out. You, you know, it's really tough, uh, but the culture the, uh, of Amit is such that people, when they come in, they know that bringing in new blood, bringing in new people is part of what we do. But right now, listen, I'm hijacking your program right now. <laughs> okay, I want everybody I'm listening, <laughs> Nachum's program is being hijacked. I want to talk a little bit for the Foundation for Jewish Broadcast. <laughs> wow. All right, because I am one of the silent majority who listen but have never given money before. Okay? Wow, uh, and I, you're willing to and admit I, it. And I feel bad about that. So here, so right now I am becoming a major donor Thank of the you. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting wow. with my Thank 25, no, with my, with my <laughs> gift to you. Thank you very uh, much. But I, th this, is, this is my thinking because I've listened to your show for a very long time. And i got to say, you know, we live in a world where our community is torn apart by so many things. And you've done this remarkable, almost miraculous thing of building a virtual Jewish community. I travel the Jewish world. That's my job. I'm all over. Wherever I am, the Nachum Siegel Show is this common denominator. This network is this, where you can start a conversation. Did you hear about it on JM and the M? It's remarkable. So uh, first of all, for that alone, it's worthy of support. But the bigger issue is here. Listen, you want to hear Charlie Harari speak? You've got to pay $45,000 to a Pesach program. <laughs> here you get to hear it for free. You get Naomi, I listen to Naomi Nachman. My wife listens, listens to her. I gain weight just listening to that program. It's a remarkable thing. And you've got all the other things. So listen, if you're in the audience, if you're listening to this thing, if you're one of the people like me who listen and feel a little bit bad, you've never given a check, this is the time 
willing to give a check. And I went to Starbucks the other day to get a cup of coffee for, for a meeting with someone. It cost me $7 for a cup of coffee. I was like, you know, I'm blown away with this. I'm not a coffee person. $7. I'm thinking, okay, I listen to the show every morning. All right. Um, you've got bills to pay here. Come on. This is a great service. Folks, Thank if you're you. in the audience, take a moment. Write a check. Go on the, on the app. Um, but make a gift. It's an extraordinary show. And Nachum, it's a, it's, it's a privilege to not only to be on the show, but to listen to the show every day. I really appreciate it. I'm going to use this opportunity to remind people that it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and I really thank you for that. Andy Goldsmith is here. I think what you just said in this monologue is that we're your morning cup of coffee. That's what it sounds oh, that like. that was good. It sounds like we, that was really you're going good. to Starbucks. You don't realize that That's we it. as a network are really the That's coffee it. that gets you going. In the, we're, we're the shot in the arm for you in the morning. So give this network, this modestly named network. And by the way, you know, the CNN, ABC, um, you know, CBS. Or, but this is the Nachum Siegel network, all right? You know, this is Miriam Wallach's fault because she insisted that it has to be Nachum Siegel network. I hear you. It's all about the branding. Andy, Andy was accusing us of having immodestly name the network. <laughs> and I think, he might, I think he might be right. And, and I would add, by the way, for the right dedication opportunity, someone could rename this network. Now we're talking. There now, you go. You really are a good there fundraiser. You go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Unbelievable. But now I'm going to give the show back to you. I appreciate Okay, we are unhijacked. You are now back in control of your own show. The, um, this is a time of year where a lot of people... First of all, you, you really did floor me with this whole change of leadership thing. I say that because you've developed relationships with certain colleagues, with certain people. I mean, I know what it's like, you talk about FJB. I know what it's like to have a chairman and people I rely on who I can go to, not just in times of emergency, but for advice and, and to you know, really move things forward, to bring a new initiative or program to. And it must be interesting when that group changes. You know, we're a 95-year-old organization that's still relevant. All right. Now, how many Jewish organizations out there right. are as vibrant as we have 50,000 supporters across the United States? Wow. Our operation in Israel, our annual budget is $125 million. You know, we have uh, 106 schools. We have 36,000 students. The only way you keep growing, the only is, is a constant evolvement right. towards whatever is better. And our culture is that. Some organizations do that with the Young Leadership Division and things, but you literally are changing leadership as you move forward. Yeah, and it's, it's impactful. And almost all of our leadership, not always. Some people, you know, it's tough. Right. You, you finally get to be in that role right. that you've aspired to be in your whole life. You know, Audrey Trackman is going to our new coming, in, our new incoming Amit president. Extraordinary background from Wharton, from Philip Morris, really an executive with incredible, incredible uh, ability to lead. Right, um, and she's replacing Debbie Mowat, who was there for the last four years. Debbie's great, and Debbie's extraordinary, and she had our presidency, and now it's time for the next president. Um, it's not simple because people aspire their whole, their whole Jewish communal career to get to that point, and then they have their four years, and then it's time for the next Correct. person. Um, but that's how we grow. Most people get that, um, and that's the reason we have young leadership that's active because people know there's a place to move up to. Right. You know, I hate the Jewish organizations that play musical chairs. You know, where the president becomes the chairman or there's a co-president because the president doesn't want to leave or after 50 years, it just stymies the organization. So you always have to be looking at new blood and new ideas, uh, and that's I think that's one of the reasons that we've been successful. For Andy so long. Goldsmith's here. The number that you said that caught our ear when we were with Amit in Jerusalem was 106. It is unbelievable, and it's amazing to me that, you know, just like we discovered it, I'm sure people are discovering it in this conversation, and as, you know, as Jewish communal life moves forward, it is unbelievable. That number of schools, 106, is astounding, and you've made a commitment, and that's why I say the education arm of your organization is really, 
always on top of things. You made a commitment to keep them not only active, but really keep them at the top of their game. Well, you know, what's really interesting, I know there's, there's a lot of talk now about influencers right. and, you know, online, which I, you know, whether it's real or not, it's very hard to say. 30% of the Ethiopian student population in Israel is educated by Amit, by us. 30%, which really makes us a societal influencer. Now, I was in Israel last week when they had this terrible right. either either accident or right. crime. Right. We don't know exactly what it is. They, they had to work itself out. But the, the anger that was there, the protest that we're, is palpable. Now, those are our students. 30% of those kids, those elementary school and high school students, are our kids. And we're now saying, okay, how do we respond to that? How do we educate our kids? So they're not the ones in the streets, uh, you know, causing it. They're the ones who are going to build the next Israel, build the, what... Be build. members of Knesset. Exactly. And, and be rabbis. Exactly. And, and that's our challenge, and that's what we've done. Now, the good thing is we've done it before. You know, we did it with the North African Aliyah. We did it with the Russian Aliyah. Uh, we're doing it now with the Ethiopian Aliyah. And now with the French kids that are coming, you know, all of, the, all of France is leaving. Okay, they're leaving. They're coming to Israel or going to other places. And what's extraordinarily interesting about it for us is previously you had populations that would come from really bad places that were so thrilled to be in Israel. The French kids, the French teens are different. They were pretty happy where they were, and they're being forced to go to Israel, and they're not so happy about it. And we get them in high school, which is a wonderful age, you know, where everybody's well-adjusted. <laughs> is that what the educators right. tell you? <laughs> um, so you have a school where you have 1,000 high school kids, and suddenly you're getting 300 French kids. And our responsibility is to integrate them into Israeli society. And that's the kind of stuff we, we, we struggle with. Uh, it's, it, but it's an extraordinary time, Nachum. I know you're in it Israel sure is. almost, as, almost as much as I am. It's, it's an extraordinary, extraordinary time, and you get the opportunity to meet the doctors and nurses and meet the rabbis and meet the members of Knesset, all who came from your schools. Yeah. You get to see all these people, lawyers. I mean, you get to see some people who are really making a difference in Israel who are, who are part of the three million presidents, right, that you we know, talked about before. <laughs> on the micro level, it's incredible, but the micro level doesn't tell the whole story. Okay, right. it's it, our business is one of really of measurable outcomes. If you're doing responsible philanthropy, it's about measurable outcomes, and that's what we have. That, but here's the five mile case uh, that, that struck me. You know, I was in Israel. Um, not uncommon for me to be there uh, last week for a couple of days, and I was stuck on a highway. I think going from Tel Aviv to Petah Tikva, and I looked off in the distance, and without exaggeration, I think I saw 26 cranes operating, right? The new joke is, what's the national bird of mm. Israel? The crane, all right? This incredible boom of building, this incredible, really a military superpower now, an economic superpower. So the question is, you and I, and, and most of the listening audience, anyone probably under over 35 years old, right? I'm, you're just 36 yourself. <laughs> uh, grew up with the case for giving for Israel. Give to Israel or Israel won't survive, okay? And that we know today is absolute nonsense, it's just not true anymore. Are there poor people in Israel? Of course there are poor people in Israel. And their organizations you know, take care of them. We're hopefully. sitting there in the five towns. I've lived here most of my whole life. Not generally a poor area. Are there poor people in the five, five towns? Absolutely. There's Tom Shabbos. There's all these other things. There are poor people everywhere. So the question is, what is our relationship now? If Israel isn't the poor little cousin that we've given money to to get by, what is our role? And if you look at it on a societal level, it's extraordinary. On one side of the population, you have a Haredi population, which, and this is not a judgment at all, which doesn't identify with the values of the state of Israel. They've cornered the market on Talmud Torah. It's unbelievable what they've done for Talmud Torah. It's, it's a renaissance like we've never seen before, I would say, since the time of Shlomo HaMelech. It's unbelievable. But they have blinders on the Talmud Torah, and that causes other issues, right? On the other side of the population, you have a Haredi population, which also less and less identifies with the values of the state of Israel. You want a proof of that? Go to a, a coffee bean and tea leaf in L.A., sit there, the language you're going to hear is Hebrew, because they're leaving. And we're the middle. 
Amit is that middle. You know, 99% of our students are going on to national service, are going on to the army, are going on to university. They're the builders of the country. So the question isn't... And they're going to live the rest of their lives in Israel. Absolutely. And they're committed to it. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you cut them open, little 100%. Israel, you know, little uh, Israeli flag icons bleed out sometimes quite literally. Um, so the question is, what is this country going to look like five years, 10 years, 20 years from now? And that's where we are playing that role. Um, and that's what's extraordinary about Not what we're Not always, doing. by the way, the easiest pitch. A lot of times people don't realize that this investment is literally going to change and, and uh, help the state flourish down the road 10 years from now. So as you say, you know, people don't always realize that. You have a core group of people that gets that, that understands the importance of you know, it. If you're serious about your philanthropy, if you take it really seriously, you look not for the short term, right. okay, here they get, I get my plot. You look for the long term investment. And one of the things that makes, um, I mean, it's so incredible, is I'm able to go to a supporter and go to our members, and we have extraordinary members around the world who recognize that, but say, hey, make this investment with us, and I'm going to show you at one year, two year, three years, the impact that you made. We took a, kid, a bunch of, uh, of young men and women from Stayroad, which is a tough place to live, not just because they get rocket fire every 14 minutes <laughs> or in a, and have 12 seconds to get to a shelter, but because it's a poor city. And the kids in Stayroad and the kids in Kiryat Malachi, and 70% of our kids in the Amit Network come from areas like this. Um, they don't get the same opportunities as the kid in Renana. Let me tell you something. You take a kid, a five-year-old kid from Renana and a five-year-old kid from Stayroad, at the start of their education, they're in exactly the same place. They're just as smart. They're just as capable. It's a question of what opportunities do you give them. And that's where we come in. We give them those opportunities, and they astound us with their capability to perform. It's incredible. And uh, you, really do have, you do have one secret weapon when it comes to convincing people to be supporters and to move forward with you, and that is if they come and visit a school with you. Because we have heard, I mean, directly from, from your, like I say, your colleagues and lay leaders, we have heard what kind of transform transformative experience that's been, just seeing what goes on in the classroom and actually realizing as you sit and stand there that this is the future of the state of Israel right in front of you. You know, the amazing thing is, by I mean, no child left behind isn't a political slogan. It's our policy. Right. And we live and breathe it. Um, like you said, when we bring our, our people to our schools, Israeli kids are not shy about telling you <laughs> their opinions. Okay? And I'm going around with people and I'm showing them the school and I, and I stop random kids and I probably stop at this point a couple of thousand kids and I say, tell me what, what you like about the school and then tell me what you don't like about the school. And without fail, and this is incredible, you think about in the age of Jewish education where we're spending money on facilities yeah. and in curriculum iPads. and on all the <laughs> iPads, everything. Without fail, and I mean thousands of conversations, every kid answers the same thing. It's my relationship with my teacher. All right? It's that personal one-to-one. -one, and everybody, everyone in the listening audience, everybody had that one high school sure. teacher. I hope you did. You know, who, who saw more in you than you knew about you at that time. You know, I had a Rabbi Yechezkel Lehrer, Rabbi Asher Seba, when I was in OTI, all over Shalom. All right? You know, and everyone's had that teacher. And that's the difference that it makes. So, yes, we have to give them the best curriculum. We have to give them the best opportunities to succeed. We have to give them the best training so their Bagrit scores can go off the charts. And that is the next step to get into a good unit in the Army and get into a university in Israel, which isn't so simple. It's not so simple. The tender age of 15 and 16 in Israel, if you don't perform academically, you're finished. It's not like America where, right. you, where you can be a guy like me or you who did nothing in high school <laughs> and somehow you're able to do something. Okay? I you learned so much about me. Exactly. The Israel, I read uh, Wikipedia. Uh, I, but the Israel educational system is not very forgiving. It's not very good on second chances. So we have to give them that opportunity. Uh, we've been successful in doing that. So you take them around and you meet these kids and that's what they say. 
Um, it's that relationship. So we have 30, 35, 36,000 kids. How do you maintain that connection with each kid? You don't know the number of teachers offhand, do you? Um, it's, 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 in the, in, it's in the thousands. Yeah, it's be in the thousands. Um, offhand, I don't know. Cause, oh, not, know. not always easy to find people that are of... Uh it's, that are able to reach children the way they do. You know, the hard part, you can find them. The hardest part is training them right. and keeping and feeding them and giving that. You know, you've been doing the same thing for five, six, seven, eight, twelve, thirteen years. Um, but the ones who are good at it, my God, they have a fire in them. You know, if we could bottle it, we could make a fortune. 100%. Andy Goldsmith, how do people uh, reach Amit? How do they donate to Amit? How do they find out information? About Amit, how do they visit a school in Israel through Amit? Listen, go to the website. That's the best portal of entry. Or call us, let us know. But if, if just ask anybody in your community. Everybody is connected to us somehow. It's not uncommon for us to have four generations of the same family involved. The great-grandmother. It's incredible. Um, take a look. Come take a look at our website. Come see what we do. I have to tell you something. If you're interested in Jewish education in Israel, if you're serious about it, if you want to make that investment with us, we're fully transparent. Um, we have the highest ratings on Charity Navigator and, and GuideStar, and those are hard-earned things. All right, we send, we send our money to Israel. We don't spend it on our marketing. All right, you're not going to see our ads in the newspapers because we generally don't have them. Uh, we, we are marketing. Uh, I like to say we invented social media. You know, ni- <laughs> not, and this is my, like Al Gore. We really did. 95 years ago, how did you learn about Amit? You can't, your neighbor told you about it. Word of mouth. And, and dragged <laughs> you to event after event until you became a believer. You know, it made you feel guilty. Exactly. It sounds like a, like a Ponzi scheme, you know, a pyramid scheme. But that's what we did. And that's pretty much the same way we do it today. Uh, and, it's, and it's very effective. And it gets in your blood. And when you see the measurable outcomes, you see what we're able to do. You see how we are literally transforming Israel day by day, making it better, making it a country that we're going to be continue to be so proud of, so proud of. You say, hey, this is, this is where I want to be. Two things i got to wrap up with. Number one, um, I can attest to what you said about generations being together in your organization. When you did the theater event that time in Manhattan when I was there, there were four generations sitting in that That's audience, right. which was very cool That's and right. very interesting to watch. Uh, I don't know how the grandparents always get their grandchildren involved, but it, it's really remarkable how that happens. And a lot of organizations, frankly, would pay for that to be bottled and to be able to be sold. And the second thing is, you would not believe how many people still talk to me about being with you at the 50th anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem and reliving those moments from 1967 with your people up uh, on that beautiful balcony in Jerusalem, it was it, it was a, for us a historic event, and we will be tied together with you know through that event together uh, forever, frankly. So come this May, we're going to top that. Okay, come this May, we're going to do our 95th anniversary mission, and we want to do a Nachum Siegel broadcast from the location where the state of Israel was declared in Tel Aviv. Okay, at that very least, you're going to sit at the same place. You know that I have. I, that's so funny. I have chills. Miriam right. saying to me, she has chills. I am. Okay. I am going crazy right now. Uh, and, and, and you're going to sit in the place where David Ben-Gurion declared, declared the, the state, state of Israel. On that Friday, right. 1948. Uh, and it wasn't simple to arrange that, by the way. You know, they're very protective about that in Israel for some reason. Meaning your logistics were not that easy. Uh, yeah, not so simple. But and in May also, because, it's you know, it's, it's anniversary time. It's going to be May. And listen, in the listening audience, the details will be coming out soon. Whether you're a member of the Amit community, you want to be a member of the Amit community, or you just want to have this incredible experience to understand what is a very complicated little country. Um, you know, keep your eyes up and look for that. Look so for that we wanted to do that out. for Israel 70. We might just do it for Israel 72, the way it sounds. Wow, that would be amazing. Andy, always a pleasure. 
Thank it you. sometimes frustrates me that you could do your own show, frankly, because, <laughs> because you're so talented and you're, I love your wit and, and how quick you are with these lines. But nonetheless, great to have you as a guest. Thanks, Malcolm. Andy Goldsmith, everybody. Search on me online and follow Andy's example. He walked in here completely unbeknownst to us and became a donor to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, and he is asking everybody to follow suit, and you can, at fjbunity.org. More coming up. You are listening to a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. You know where we are. We're at Gotta Get a Bagel on Broadway in Woodmere, New York, and one of the great celebrities of the Jewish world, Aryeh Kunstler, is next at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM with Eitan Katz. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Guess what? Aryeh Kunstler a minute from now. I know. Has the, it's, it seems like the, the daily group. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought the daily group of people who gather here at Gotta Get a Bigel was already starting, but maybe not. No, no, no. The Gentleman's Club is, is in, it starting. It, it's, it comes up it's in, in the next formation. hour. It's in formation. It comes up in the next hour. Miriam L. Wallach is here. Good uh, morning again. Good morning. Don't forget from here uh, to the Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe. I only heard Beach. Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe, which is at uh, uh, West Hampton. Mm-hmm. We'll be there starting uh, after 11 o'clock until 1 p.m. Say hi to our friends out there in the Hamptons. Uh, tomorrow, JM and the AM, Malcolm Holmline will join me at 7.40 Eastern Time. Monday, JM and the AM live from our studio. And then Monday after JM and the AM, we go to the airport, fly to Israel. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we broadcast from Israel. The Inbal, NCSY, Yom NCSY, Michlelet, Kolel. Um, Mevomodian. Mevomodian. A lot of people who are going to be... Uh, um, who we're going to be associated with during the week of broadcast from Israel. Also, we want to mention, since we're out here in the five towns, there are a couple of uh, five towns-centric events that are going on. Uh, the One Israel Fund, this coming Wednesday night, yep. on the 17th of July, uh, the Hoffman family is hosting the uh, One Israel Fund 10th Annual Five Towns Summer Barbecue and Israeli Wine Tasting. That starts at 7.30 p.m., catered by Gray's Smokehouse. Information at 516-239-9202. You can go to oneisraelfund.org slash events. From what you hear, this is always an amazing event. Well, if it's anything like the West Hempstead event, it's certainly going to be a smash hit here as well. So that's Wednesday night, the Hoffman Home on Mistletoe Way in Lawrence. How far is that from here? A mile or two? Yeah. And again, inf- take. information, contact the One Israel Fund. Shalom Task Force is presenting Spin... To Win. Spin to Win is a ping-pong tournament and barbecue in support of the Shalom Task Force Education Department. It happens on Monday, July 22nd, beginning at 7.30 p.m. at the home of the Bochco family, which is Woodmere Boulevard South in Woodsburg, New York, Mm -hmm. catering by Carving Block Custom Butcher. It'll be a special guest. That's Esty Ackerman. We know her. Sure. Star professional ping-pong player. Or I think table tennis player would be. I don't think she takes offense to ping-pong. No. making sure. Making sure the whole sport is not something that she carries on her shoulders. Right. <laughs> or that she dyes her hair purple. Yes. No, well, that wouldn't be ping pong, but... That would just be a sport that she carries on her shoulders. Correct. Uh, anyway, it's the home of the Bochco family, and uh, there'll be a barbecue dinner, of course, ping pong tournaments, etc. Information about all of this, shalomtaskforce.org, shalomtaskforce.org. I will be there that night. Really? Yes. You're ping ponging? I am not ping-ponging. You know, by the way, who um, is my son's counselor in Kolel? Let me guess. One second. Your son. There is a segue. Is, That's your hint. Is there a, a initials? Is there a... A.A. A.A. is your son's... Counselor. Counselor in NCSY Kolel. And I'm mentioning this on the heels of a comment about ping-pong. Akiva Ackerman. Oh, meaning Esty's brother? Correct. Esty's brother. He's also a great ping pong yes, player. Yes, he is. And word has it from a Rebbe at DRS that they would have ping pong tournaments. And you just, you know, basically had to beat Akiva. <laughs> and there was no way Never to Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
I could see that being a problem. Yeah, and she's still heavy in training. Yeah. She's, she's doing a lot of training. Isn't she on the professional circuit? She is in the professional circuit. The whole thing is, is, is exciting. But I'm not sure how, you know, the whole Shabbos thing must be so difficult. And she's totally committed. And it's amazing what and she's And it's a beautiful on. thing. It's a total kid of Shashem. But also, Shalom Task Force... Uh, you know, just like One Israel Fund, obviously two different organizations right. serving various parts of our community. But to me, Shalom Task Force is 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 dealing with the with the with the unspoken, and it's certainly deserving of our support. And we, um, I, I was thrilled to have Shauna Friedman on the air right. a number of weeks ago. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, we do a tremendous amount of work for, with the One Israel Fund. If you can attend that event, that's great. If you could attend this event also, that's great. All information is on our community calendar. And, um, of course, if you missed any of the information about that, you can always just email yoni at nachomsegal.com, and he'll put you in the right direction. Listener Nachum, who I said earlier was in Israel, is actually in Brooklyn, according right. to our app. The other Holy Land. And uh, someone named A. Lauer has mm. commented, welcome to Woodmere. Thank you, A. Lauer. So thank you, A. Lauer. It could just be a Lauer. I wonder why A. Lauer hasn't stopped by to say hi in person this morning. Did Where is he now? I would assume he is a Gotta Get a Bagel fan, no? He certainly is. And I know he's a JMNAM fan. And he's a Kunstler fan. And he's an Arya Kunstler fan. Why so wouldn't he be? Put it all together. He's got good taste. And A. Lauer might just show up at some point between We're now We're basically bullying A. Lauer. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, when are we going to Facebook Live? Soon? As soon as I get off camera. All right. Um, Miriam yep, he's Wallach, nodding. Miriam Wallach's chair is we, now going to be well, occupied. We, we still have to discuss the tub board. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> One other thing before I make this switch. Yeah, because we seriously, he's on a timetable. Oh, seriously? Yep. No, Arya, I'm lying. Arya has to what time? I told, I told, what right, it's wedding season. I told yeah, him. Yeah, so what, 8.30? Hard stop, 8.30. So let's, let's, let's make him stay till 8.35. This will be great. <laughs> He'll hate okay. us forever. <laughs> All right, so um, very Yoni. quickly, yes. e everybody out there, you know that we have had the mo most incredible opportunity over the last many years of featuring great kosher wines. And we, for that, we thank people like Jay Buxbaum and uh, Gabe Geller and uh, Yoichi Herzog and obviously all the people that, that appreciate the fact that we really can bring a message about great kosher wine, both from Israel and other parts of the world, uh, to this vast audience. And the other night, we were invited to an event, mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, hosted essentially by Gabe Geller and the people from Tabor Winery, T-A-B-O-R. Right. Tabor located in Israel. By the way, when I say located in Israel, they're not just located in Israel. They're located all over Israel. Correct. Because they are using vineyards from literally all over Israel. What Five different kinds of soil. What did you think of the event the other night? First of all, I... As I explained to them when the event was over, as much as I enjoy wine, I'm certainly not an aficionado. I do not smell notes or taste notes. I like it. I like it. I don't. I don't kind of a thing. Got it. First of all, I found the wines unbelievably enjoyable. Right. Um, it, it, and they were, they were delicious. But more than that, their narrative is, is incredible to me. And that's what I, you know, that's what I had said to Justin, who's head of marketing for Tabor at the end of the night. Michal, who was presenting, just not only explained their entire philosophy and how they live with the land and how they embrace the land um, with such precision and with such excitement. There was so much excitement in her voice about what they're doing and how... Their approach is different and therefore begets different kinds of wines, even though you've had a Cabernet from this winery and you've had a Cabernet from that. She explains why and how their cab is different. Right. And the whole story and their work with the Ecological Society 
was incredibly inspiring. And I, I said to them afterwards, just the narrative for me I, to the, was, had such takeaway that the next morning when I commuted into the city with my daughter, I literally told her the entire story of how they make it work. Yeah, to say that they're an eco-friendly um, uh, vineyard is an or, understatement. or a series of vineyards yeah. or a winery is an understatement. And it was a, a great story, one that hopefully we'll be able to tell even more when we are visited by them and we visit them in Israel. Uh, but Tabor Winery, you made quite an impression on a great group of people the other night. And uh, <laughs> the greatest impression you made is having delicious wines. Uh, from the uh, from the whites that we started with to the reds that were in the middle of the meal to, to the, the delicious Moscato that mm -hmm. I loved at the end, it was really good. So and a shout out by the way to Noe Dewey. They yes, did, no, they Noe Dewey. They did a great carne. They did a great job, and the pairing was great. Um, it was bustling. We left there at what ten forty, and it was a big, still big packed, crowd. big big crowd there. Yeah. So great restaurant, wonderful event, and thank you to Tabor Winery T A B O R. Check them out the next time you are in your local wine store. And thank you, Miriam Wallach. Thank you. He is one of the great performers in the world of Jewish music. He is one of the most sought-after musicians in the world of Jewish music. But frankly, the reason he's successful is because he's one of the nicest people in the world of Jewish music. That's the real secret to his success. Everybody agree with that? Yoni Pollock has no problem with that analysis. I'm sure Miriam Wallach has no problem with it. The secret to Aryeh Kunzer's success is that he's one incredibly nice guy. And every time we call on him for any type of crazy project, he never, ever turns us down, no matter what it is. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. Are we on Facebook Live? Yeah. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. We're live at Gotta Get a Bagel here in Woodmere. And Aryeh Kunzer, are you wondering who the gentleman is in the New York Yankee cap sitting to my right? That would be Aryeh Kunzler, who is here in our makeshift studio in this beautiful location with his guitar. Thank you for uh, making it a very short, com a short commute for yeah, me today. Yeah, what's the story with that, huh? It was fantastic. You owe us one of those trips to Jersey after this. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I did it a few times. I know. So I I, 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 I no no complaints. <laughs> like I said, any crazy idea we've had, you've got along with, no matter what time of the morning it is. Uh, anyway, it is wedding season, as you pointed out, and it's interesting because usually you get to this time of year, you're already sort of either on vacation or in the studio, because of us and Thomas is so late, you've seen way past the 4th of July yeah. this wedding season continue. What's it been like? It's been, it's been wild. Um, thank God. I, I, I'm exclusively with Coldplay Orchestra, right. and, um, and Baruch Hashem, we're slammed. So, um, so just, uh, and I'm on the operations end of thing, also dealing with clients, prepping so and booking. And so it, so it's not just playing. Right. Uh, and thank God the studio's busy. So between everything, it's uh, burning all ends of the candle. Um, you typically will walk out of a wedding at around what time? Um, on a weeknight, anywhere from 12.30 to 1 o'clock That's what I was thinking, yeah. around that, 12.30 to 1. Um, I would assume, just like all other entertainers and people who give it their all in an atmosphere like yours, it does take time to unwind after the event. A little bit. It's not like you're hitting your pillow 10 minutes after you walk into your house, right? That's, that's the car ride home. And that <laughs> car ride home is a real a, a decompression, which yes. nobody <laughs> really understands if you're not in this industry. Because even I, in the limited role that I have in, in running an event, even I have that. I can only imagine what it's like for me musician i've been actually lucky that the drive home lately we're in the sands a lot and and marina a lot so the drive home has not been so bad lately um so a lot of that time has been spent at home but it it takes a little bit of time to decompress after uh, especially after leading a wedding not just playing what's the biggest so. song now at weddings 
Tell us the tell us the secret. What's everyone requesting? You know, I mean, Hala is still the biggest song. Every mm. single wedding has a Hala requested. Um, it's funny the do not plays are, are the do not play <laughs> list continues not, to grow. The right? do not plays are, are <laughs> what's getting interesting because some of those songs are are were full on request and then you know certain songs I don't know yeah. what's going on there. The internet it, has a way of handling exactly. That. So it's like oh, okay, you know those were go tos. What do you mean it's a great song? Yeah, but this rabbi might be there and they've heard this or that. Exactly. Yeah, so um, getting but, familiar with that know, routine. We'll we'll follow what uh, what everybody kind of wants to do. All right, you have your guitar here. I we, do. It would be a shame to not have you play some uh, great live music for us. Yeah. That would be terrible. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually have a, a, an announcement to make. An announcement? Yeah. This is like very long time coming because I've announced new music like Drum roll, five please. years ago. Um, but God willing, after the three weeks, um, I don't have a defined date because <laughs> we're in the middle of production. But Even the big announcement has no, has no defined no, date. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm finally, I said, you know what, I'm not doing this one myself. I'm going to a producer ah. out in Maryland. We're working on this track together and a track in a music video. This is like a first for me. So I'm really excited. And yeah. That means getting back into the studio or taking stuff that's already been laid down and, uh, and working with it? What is it? This is, it's been demoed out. It was demoed out a couple of months ago. And now we're going to, I'm going to Maryland right after wedding season to, to work on this track. Yeah, people so. don't realize that a good part of the three weeks most musicians are trying to get all their studio work done. Exactly. Uh, well, it sounds similar. I have in front of me, as you see, your selections from uh, Our Eyes Are On You, from The Depths. Will it be similar to those efforts? Um, it will be closer to the our, our Eyes Are On You, but with more of a 2019 twist. Mm. You know, uh, Our Eyes Are On You is uh, 2011, I think. Right. So, uh, it, you know, the sound needs a slight updating, but uh, I'm, I'm very excited about this one. I have a couple of tracks in the making, but I'm particularly excited about this Very part, cool. This and one. you were featured recently on a video yes. that was released uh, internationally by High Lifeline. Correct, for Cam Simclaw. Tell me what Girls. that was about. Um, a couple of years ago, I did their fight song video, and I actually got to perform it live at the marathon because I ran the, the Team Lifeline half marathon this year in Miami. So um, I have that relationship with them, and they wanted to do another song this year with me. And they chose a song by an artist I never heard of, Nick Howard, and the song Our Time. And uh, we, it happened so fast. I got the track on Thursday. I, I think I recorded the vocals on Sunday. Wow. and. Monday or Tuesday morning, it was it was released. <laughs> wow! So uh, <laughs> wow! But it was a it's a, it was a great song. It was a great song, and uh, really have you gotten good feedback? Amazing feedback, and yeah, in the middle of wedding season, so I'm like, ah, my voice isn't going to hold up, but it came out really nice. You haven't played it on the bandstand yet, have you? No, no, no. It's not yet. It's not, yeah, its, way it's, not an, uh, it's not a first or second dance song. All right. <laughs> any other announcements for us before we go to some music? Anything else you want to uh, discuss with this audience? What is it? <laughs> um, Shiva Thomas is on the uh, 21st. <laughs> That's the big announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> For all you musicians For out all there. you musicians, happy the three weeks. Happy the three weeks, that's right. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was in camp in the 1980s, the music staff would walk around with T-shirts that said, it's a nine days, don't bother me. I was a lifeguard. Oh, that was that, trust me, I get it. I get it. The old don't bother me, it's the nine days. All right, Daria, <laughs> what are you in the mood for this morning? We have a few minutes to... Uh, yeah, I mean, I can do the new song. I can do my new song. That would actually be a first. That would be incredible for us. All right. So uh, I, as I've come prepared now because in the past I've forgotten lyrics, <laughs> um, especially a newer song. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay to do a new song. Here we go. 
Okay, let's uh, let's figure out the what mic. Are we, what are we calling this song? This is Up Like a Lion. This is uh, a little a, Yiscabrica Ari. Uh, yeah, it kind of goes with the Arie theme of things, Very I guess. good. This would be a good 6 a.m. song, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Let me just... Let me ask my chief engineer, Yoni Pollock, if things are sounding good yeah. to him. Mr. Pollock, everything sound all right to you? <laughs> everything good? Everyone hear the guitar? Okay, cool. Don't you know you have a lion in you? Don't you know that you have the heart of a king? Don't you know that you have the power in you? To fight whatever struggles tomorrow may bring Don't you know that the sun is rising And it's time to open up your eyes Don't you know no matter how the winds blow You won't be swayed from your will to survive Up like a lion, rise up like a lion Let him hear you roar let him feel you roar up like a lion, rise up like a lion. Let him hear you roar, let him feel you roar. Let him hear you roar, let him feel you roar. Let him hear you roar, let him hear you roar. There's a fire in you Don't you know that you are a beacon of light Don't you know whatever the dark may bring you You'll be the one to light up the night Don't you know that the sun is rising And it's time to open up your eyes Don't you know no matter how the winds blow You won't be swayed from your will to survive up like a lion, rise up like a lion, let him hear you roar, let him feel you roar. Up like a lion, rise up like a lion, let him hear you roar, let him feel you roar. Let him hear you roar, let him feel you roar. Let him hear you roar, let him feel Thank you. Wow. Not often that I love a new song right away. But that's, yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's big sounding. You got the just from the demo itself, I got very excited to do it. And so. now it's on Facebook Live forever. And now it's on Facebook Live forever. This is, the, <laughs> this is really the world debut. I've done it live twice, but this is the first time it's it's out there. So Composed yeah. composed on your own. Composed on my own. But I, I finally relented and said, I'm not gonna produce myself this time. And Understood. uh yeah. So gave somebody else the uh, the reins on that. Yeah, one. yeah. Arya Kunstler's here. We've got to get a bagel in Woodmere, doing a little bit of a live performance for a few minutes on this Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Uh, wedding season coming to a close, but not soon enough. That'll be the twenty first, as we said. Well, a little bit before that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our last wedding is on the eighteenth. So. And do you like this? Uh, I mean, look, you you don't have to tell me because yeah. everyone knows that. Uh, I've had the privilege of, of, of working with one consistent wedding band on a regular basis. This business of 
of being with the same musicians every single night cannot be overstated. It is a completely different experience than, and nothing against anybody you've played with in the past, but you know, different experience than when on a Tuesday you're with certain guys and on a Thursday you're with others. Yeah, a hundred percent. Consistency is is everything. Um, what's great is that I don't, I haven't been out as much as I used to be, but when I am, because we, we have multiple crews, so one right. consistent band, we have, we basically have two consistent lineups and it's, uh, it's really, it, it can't, it can't, you know, can't tell you how amazing it is to go in with guys who just know, especially as a band leader, who just know where you want to take the band and where, what you want. I don't have to dictate it, which you is You develop amazing. your own language. Exactly. You develop your own Inter, uh, what's it called, telepathy? You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you know what the other one's thinking just be, just based on what point of the wedding you're at. Yeah, I actually did a wedding this past Sunday where I had to sing and lead the band. And, you know, the, the band leaders have a, a mic that right. goes to our own headphones, just the, all the band members' headphones. So I'll be giving directions to all the guys. But having, first of all, it's a, it's a trick <laughs> not, not to get the talkback mic <laughs> and the vocal mic mixed up. It's like, guys, uh, we're going to the next song, one, two, and the whole crowd hears it. So now I have a five-foot gap between them. But that makes me, if I'm singing, I got to jump from one to the other. So And judge when to tell that to them. It, well, there's really no judge. Yeah. It's, it's in that tiny that gap space. of time that I have to go from one mic to the other. But with, with this crew, I kind of turn on the iPad. I turn the song on the iPad. And everyone just kind of knows where I want them to right. go unless I want something specific. So yeah, the that iPad makes my thing life. has been revolutionary where you could literally you know, turn to a page on it and that same page pops it's up amazing. for everybody else. It's amazing. Who's drumming for the group now? Um, we have, I mean, we have Avi Bernstein right. on, on one great crew. Great guy. He's yeah. a great guy. And uh, using Yaakov Friedman a lot, also you know, from my, old, uh, from my old crew. So yeah. and he's, uh, he's an unbelievable drummer. And he also plays for me live on my, my original stuff. So that's it's always, well, I have incredible chemistry with him as a drummer. So, um, yeah. It's he's great. one of those, I'm not sure we use the word prodigy. I only use that because when he was very young, it was already yeah, obvious I mean, that he had certain... Uh, I played with him when he was in high school. Like, I got hired to do something in his yeshiva. And so I he's just, in his mid-teens, yeah. and you realize... And I just looked over, I was like, holy moly. Yeah, he's a, he's a prodigy, he's a technician also. He's not just... Uh, he has the perfect balance of feel and, like, technical ability that is just for me is, is mind-blowing it's a perfect balance very cool Arya Kunstler's here all right one more what do we do what do you go um, uh, we go to one of the classics um, we go to the, something that's popular today what, what do you what do we what do you got Yoni you got should, any suggestions should we do this uh new, do? new Camp Simcoe song uh up to you um or I mean, or we can go classic. I, I say you one, like I, I say you like classic because I can, I don't think we could do a segment and not at least wrap up with a classic. I mean, okay, would, you know. I mean, let's let's think because I haven't done the classics and. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you an example. All right, you go could, ahead. You could go in the Modani direction. That's always a good you one. You could go in the Modim direction. That's also a you good. You could one. go in the Micha direction. I like that one. Imesh um, Gachech. I mean, there are suggestions that we have hmm. in front of us here. I mean, I, I think I think you. I think you took to the modem idea. The modem idea. So the modem one has the most lyrics of all those songs. Ah, okay, I have to be. I have to be nice. Yeah. No, but I, oh, I, you I, could go Nachamu. We, we could skip over to three weeks. Go straight to Nachamu. Why not? Let's right, do it. Let's do that. All right. Yeah, come start. Ready? Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. All right. Smile and drive the tears 
tears that streak your weary face Your wounded soul be consoled by the wonders of this place Laugh away the fears, there's no need to be afraid This storm will pass, see sunlight splash On these stones and on your face Long days of sorrow after these long nights, and there'll come a time to leave the sadness behind. We'll rejoice again after this black night passes. New light will dawn, and you'll see the cow shines all over sides. Nachamu Ami. So be strong, be true, be brave You gotta keep your head up high You're young and you'll be smiling soon There's no need to cry So smile and dry the tears The day will soon be gone We'll rise again Throw off these chains Return and carry on after these long nights and come a time to leave the sadness behind We'll rejoice again after this black night passes And the light will dawn and you'll see the cow shines all over the sides in there and I, I did I did and I got the little beat going it was perfect it was great <laughs> and did you like my head movements and not not as pronounced as yours it was good it was good I got into it like really early it's good <laughs> I, I, I meant to comment earlier it's unfair of me to bring you here this early and not say how incredible your voice sounds at five in the morning so. there's something about the gruffness in my voice in the morning that it just it kind of works I should record in the morning forget that you should <laughs> do gigs in the morning yeah I every once in a while like we're available for brisses and upsharons <laughs> right. and everything so also a school celebration yes Right? Those are more common than the other two. <laughs> post davening uh, post Exactly. Hallel, you know. Yeah. Oh, we're coming up with some good concepts exactly. here. I like it. For hired. <laughs> Information for Arye Kunstler, Coldplay, and all of his great work. What would people do? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, at Arye Kunstler. 
K-U-N-S-T-L-E-R. From our standpoint, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty active on Instagram. Would yeah, you say you are? it's fun. I have a good time on it. You have some nice followers there? I have some good followers there. A lot there. of good comments? Good comments. Not people who have mean things to say? I mean, there's always the haters, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I can't believe it in your case. No chance. Well, Aryeh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having much. me. It's always a pleasure. Hey, let's have a round of applause for Aryeh Kutzler, everybody. And I thank those of you who have been watching at Facebook, facebook.com slash Nachum Single Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Single Network. Worked Boy, up a sweat today. You're, say that again. <laughs> My gosh. Uh, you're entitled, by the way, to put a uh, NSN car magnet on the yes, back of your car. And, right I, now. and I have an NSN uh, Ooh, luggage, tag. luggage tag. You'll be able for, to identify your guitar now. Yeah, which is actually very important. <laughs> I like that. So, yes, Barry Wallace. Marie Davidi commented on Facebook Live that it's very dangerous to mix up those mics. Uh, it is, by the way. Again. It really is. It's so again. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, Josh Haston is watching from Israel, and actually someone else also commented while you were playing just how talented you are. Oh, thank you. Which you are. I'm just a good guy. Arye, Thanks, we're big guys. fans. We are big fans. We're big fans. Go out there and don't disappoint us, Arye. <laughs> I look forward to listening to you live again in about 10 months. All right. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Well, we're i got to send you the song when it's yes. done, so we'll uh, we'll do that. Sure. Yep, All yep, right. Yep. Thank you, Arye. Thank you, you for are. having me. Arye Kunstler, everybody. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
JM and the AM. That was Arye Kunstler, both uh, live and in person. Part of the recorded version of uh, of Nachamu, and then Moda Ani from his album entitled "From the Depths." We're meeting a lot of great people here today. Hey, there are a lot of there are a lot of great stories coming through these uh, coming through the store today. That's pretty funny, by the way. I just realized, you know, Andy made this whole presentation on the air. A lot of people. To FJB. Yeah. And I just realized that the other day, I think it was yesterday, I mentioned that anybody wants to use this as a drop-off point for checks for FJB. <laughs> so he really took us seriously. I'm he very did. Happy about that. He did. And by the way, a Lauer recommented. Oh yeah. Privately, he said, "Had I told him <laughs> that he was that we were here, he would have certainly stopped by. He's already at a meeting in Midtown." How disappointing. So I said he should come with us to the Hamptons. Yeah, <laughs> that's an idea. Exactly. Uh, There's so enough room in the car next to Yoni. So we'll make that, we'll, we'll, we'll slot him for an interview if he yes. makes it out there to the Hamptons. Uh, then we came across a listener who um, is close to my heart because she's a 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. listener. Mm-hmm. And you know that sometimes when you get up early in the morning, you Correct. wonder, anybody out there? Anybody out there? Just is anybody listening? Because right now I just checked our back end and we are, you know, being listened to all around the world by thousands of people. But sometimes you get on the air at 6 o'clock and you say to yourself, you know, has anybody, has anybody checked in yet like I have? Sure enough, we meet someone here today who guarantees us that she does. That was really nice. Yes. And um, in general, we're, uh, we're meeting a lot of great folks here on Long Island. I, I wanted to say this earlier to you, and th- this was when you were outside in the 6 o'clock hour, and uh, you were on the phone with uh, uh, planning with the Israel trip. Yeah. And I wanted to say this to you earlier today, and I, I hope Joel is listening. I don't know where Joel is, but I hope he's tuned in. He's right the, there. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there is, you know, and you you know this better than anybody because you've been with this network now for eight years every single day. We don't, I, I shouldn't say we, I say right, I. Right, let's you. I, I don't have an affinity to Correct. just go on the road. It is much, it, it's not only easier, but often best for the show and our audience when we are in studio. And we have over the years, because we understand the necessity of getting out there, meeting people and doing some of the things we described this morning. We understand the necessity of doing it, and we've always tried, like we've done with the Inbal. Sure. We've always tried to find a place that we're, where we're comfortable. Inbal's a great example, maybe the only example, frankly. And then last time we were here, we really paid careful attention to the setup here at Gotta Get a Bagel. New store, right? Mm-hmm. It's completely, even though Gotta Get a Bagel has a tremendous history, it's a completely renovated place. And it's gorgeous. When we first visited here, they bar- barely had electricity set up right. you know, <laughs> in, in those days. <laughs> And it is so 2019, both the decor and the setup and the glass front is beautiful. Yep. Every time someone walks by and they're on their phone, I'm assuming they're taking pictures of me. In reality, <laughs> they're just on a phone, but I get to see everybody on the street walking by and parking and everything. And it's just a great atmosphere. And, and, and our backdrop is wonderful. Right? Yep. This brick wall. The whole thing. Brick wall seems to be a big thing now. In, yep. In Exposed brick. Exposed brick. Yep. And it's just, it's just wonderful. It's a great backdrop for our Facebook Live. So more and more, I am just falling in love with this place, even coincidentally, by the way, I don't know if Joel knows this, some of our most productive meetings have been here. Correct. Like we've had meetings that are just, that fall completely flat and we can't think of any original ideas. We were here, including a few weeks ago, and we had such an amazing brain, uh, brainstorming day. So there's something about this place that's yep. really, really working. It's got good juju. And then I love the fact that they're here earlier than us, because a lot of times we do remotes. And yeah. we are waiting for people to open up, and they're upset. Why do we have to be so early? This and that. Right. They're here at four in the morning, which is great. Yep. 
And I love the fact that you pointed out that if they if we wanted them to be here late at night, they could do that as well. Right. And do a whole, you know, Shever Brochus or a whole, you know, party for anybody. So we salute Joel this morning. We certainly do. I and his team. It's amazing how many people he has in here even in July. I thought everybody moves away from the Jewish neighborhoods in July. I see in Woodmere people still uh, stick around a little bit. Well, you can get a parking space on a Friday afternoon right. on Central Avenue. That's so true. it is lovely. It is lovely. But, yeah, because also – Got to Get a Bagel has become not just a hub for the Orthodox community, but for a hub for people who just like bagels. Right. So if you're a person who, you know, is obviously looking for the kashras, then this is a go-to place. But if you're a person who's looking for just good food High and fresh food, you know, you come here. And finally, the big question. What time will Joel be open this Sunday morning? That's the big question. Uh, you visiting know day Sunday. Because early, early? Because on Five. 5 a.m.? Because at 5 a.m., or I should say differently, on visiting day, yep. especially people here in the five towns. Think they're going to starve. As I stereotype you, <laughs> Miriam Wallach. <laughs> yeah. People in the five towns, they must have that massive bag of bagels to bring up the camp. Yes. They must have a big bag of donuts and pastries to bring up the camp. Yes. And then there are kids in this neighborhood who have special favorites. They of like these, this type of fruit cup they make. They like the type of fish that they make. They like a certain type. And, they will, and the parents will, of course... You know, invest yes. in that here. It kind it's of part of your to, day to bring it up to camp. Of so course. five a.m. Are you not bringing your kids any food? Well, we're going to be in the Catskills for the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a challenge true, to, to true. bring them, you know, homemade stuff and all that. Right. We will take them to Walmart at some point during the day. That I can. The do. bastion of Jewish life I up mean, there. And Walmart the... doesn't know what what hit them on Sunday. You have no idea what's going on when, when that happens. Is there a department store or a supermarket? Near Marashada, people go to. Didn't they run out of bags one year in Walmart on a, on visiting day Sunday? They that literally ran out of shopping bags. It is really it's it's a challenging experience for the uh, for the locals. Right. If they were smart, they would check the uh, camp calendar and see when uh, <laughs> when they have to really <laughs> add personnel. You know. Um, anyway, so that's the story. So so early in the morning. I also want to yes early in the morning. Bagels, sure. You get a dozen bagels and your schmears. Right. Bring them up to camp. Yep. Also, you want to eat in the car, don't you? You don't want to go an entire trip without eating Do you in the know car. How, well, it's not a fast day yet, Nahum. you got no, four I'm, hours. But I'm saying, you know, when people travel up to camp, they, they can't go without a sandwich or two, you know. No, we cannot. <laughs> so, bagels are a food group. When you're a Jew, so bagels are a food group. <laughs> exactly. No, but you would think that it might be possible to make the three-hour trip no. to camp. And not have to have a snack. No, somebody asked me. They're like, you're going to the Hamptons next? I'm like, it's about the next meal. I'm starting breakfast here. I'm not stupid. I'm starting breakfast here, heading to the Hamptons for lunch. I just don't know what we're doing about dinner. Uh, anyway. But I think it'll be a long enough day uh, by the time the Hamptons is over that the three of us are probably not going to be eating dinner together. Yeah, the day started early. That was the only regret I had about this live remote. Nothing to do with the location. No, just, certainly not. Just what time I had to wake up this morning. By the way, the other, the other props I want to give to Joel, which he can't hear, and I'm going to say regardless, yeah. is that the store is spotless. Yeah. There are so many situations where, let's just say, the the – Cleanliness is lackluster. Cleanliness challenged. It is, right. They are cleanliness challenged, and that is not the case here. Yeah, very impressive. They are constantly cleaning. It is just, you can bring anybody here. Yeah, very impressive. You can really bring anybody here. You can actually have a productive meeting. And the shakshuka is already up. So I hope so. And the salad bar, I mean, whatever. Yoni wants that shakshuka. (laughs) The question is, do we need food to go between here and the Hamptons? Well, I would. Yoni, what does Waze say? I probably need a bagel with something on it, of course. How much time do we, how much time do you have to be on the road? We'll be on the road about an hour and 25 minutes. So do we need food for that hour and 20 minutes? Obviously. Okay. Will we be stopping between then and there? 7-Eleven. I thought she said you can't get 
Slurpees yet. Oh, he says 11 o'clock, but... You know, I don't know. There's, there's also a tradition of actually paying for Slurpees if you want. Oh, you know, you there's could, that. You could do that if you want. There is that. <laughs> Not Yodi. He ain't doing that. All right, here we go. We've got Simcha Liner next. We've got to get a bagel in Woodmere. Oh, Plenty Simcha more. Simcha Liner. We'll see him next week. Uh, we will see him at Yom NCSY next right. week. Right. Here he is at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. That's Simcha Liner. Uh, from here, we head out to the Hamptons. We're going to be uh, doing our live lunch today after 11 o'clock from uh, the Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe, West Hampton. Looking forward to greeting everybody there. I want to thank Joel here at Gotta Get a Bagel. Having a great time in, a, uh, in what is for us a really effective and wonderful remote studio. Uh, I want to, or mobile studio. I want to mm-hmm. thank uh, Joel for his hospitality. I hear breakfast is on the griddle. It certainly is. Thank God. Can I give a shout out? A shout out to, oh, by the way, listener Willie yes. wants to know why we're not still on Facebook Live. Our intention was just to have the REA Kunstler performance on Facebook Correct, Live, right? Correct, but you should stay tuned because when we're in the Hamptons, yeah. that's going to be Facebook Live. Okay, great. So those yeah. interviews will be uh, will be done live from there on Facebook. Go right ahead. Correct. Uh, a shout out to Jason Katz. Hey there, Jason Katz. Our good friend from United Hot Solo yeah. and, of course, of the Robert Katz family. Correct. Shout out to Jason Katz. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jason. Happy birthday, Jason is right. You know, Jason and I have, have besides... He's your... Oh, today's your birthday? Whose birthday? Hindi Weinberg's Hindi birthday Weinberg. is today. Now I know why she's not commuting in today. Happy birthday, Hindi! What this, how and wh- where else to celebrate Hindi, a birthday wh- than you got to get a bagel? Exactly. So happy birthday to you. Why aren't we friends on Facebook? That's the only reason I knew about Jason. Now we have to be friends on Facebook. Now Joel, you have to get have, on Facebook. That's Joel, do we else. have a birthday cake for Hindi? It's her birthday. Oh today. no! Don't panic, Jay. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make Joel panic. Well, Jay, it wasn't a joke. I want to get her a birthday. cake. I know. What are we gonna do? Do you don't have a candle? How about you, a corn you? muffin with a candle, Joel? Do we have any candles? Joel, do we have a corn muffin with a candle? What? Or, or a cupcake? What with a can candle? we set on fire for Hindi's birthday? Is really the question. <laughs> You know what, Yoni, in that bag we should be carrying candles. Birthday candles, the little yes. ones. Yes, yeah, cool. you never know when you're going to need them. That's true. What did you say? Sunscreen and birthday uh, candles. Sunscreen we have. Um, but I was saying Jason Katz and I have a have a um, a common love of a particular TV show, Stranger Things. Uh. So we bond over Stranger Things. Yoni, have you been watching it? Oh, it's freaky. <laughs> um, yeah, I we're think not. you don't like to watch stuff Ugh. that makes it hard for you to sleep at night. I don't, but I'm so happy right now about the eggs. Thank you so much. Look, the eggs are here. Thank this you is very it. Much. This is my whole life. For thank the you. Got to get a bagel. Thank you. Got to get a bagel. Um, thank you, Doc. Thank you, Doc. Yeah, please do. And we have magnets and we have luggage tags. It yeah, sure does. Our magnet. And yeah. Excellent. Thank you very, thank very, you very, much. very much. Let me tell you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. He's got a great practice going. We oh, made oh so many interesting people we today. We made a lot of friends today, didn't we? did. We? Despite my being here, we made a lot of friends. <laughs> and we also saw a lot of friends. You know, I, 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 um, while you were speaking with Michael, yeah. while you speak with Michael Fregan, um, Jason Boker stopped by. He was here? Jason Boker and Scott Goldberg stopped by. Not only are they partners professionally, but they're also both on the JNF board So for Long Island. So How did I miss Scott? That's because funny. you were in the middle of not that Scott, the other Scott. There are, oh, like, a there different are, Scott Goldberg. Correct. Got it. So while Jason and Scott were here and you were on with Michael, Got it. so Jason said to me, he said, I, I, I didn't even get tagged for this. I said, that's because Sharona was on for JNF at 7.05. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he thought he got bumped. He didn't get bumped. That's funny, actually. Yeah, it was very funny. So we've had a lot of great guests today. And, of course, a very warm welcome here in the five towns. People always happy to see Nachum Siegel. Well, thank you very much. No, no, thank Yoni you. Yoni thinks it's him. It's not. It wasn't Yoni? 
Pollock, we love you. Because he is the one closest to the door, closest to the window here. He's protecting the window. He's facing the street. Exactly. People, people look in. Oh, Yoni Pollock. So let me go in and see what's happening. Oh, no. It's the other if, Yoni Pollock. That's the there, next thing they say. Be, <laughs> if Yoni's there, it must be a hip event. It must be something really cool. But the, today brings, it starts, I should say. Today starts our On the Road Summer 2019 you we know, don't campaign. Have a, we don't have a printed out flyer of it, do we? We do not. Because I asked that only because it would be easier to put it in front of me. But I, I got it. You know, you just mentioned it. I got to go to it. I got to go to the flyer and just tell our listeners what's happening here. You're so right. Uh, I should have emphasized this earlier. It is so amazing that we are again spending the summer not just resting on our laurels, not just taking nope. a break from the regular season, not just going into encores and rewinds. We are spending the summer schedule on the road, spreading the word and having an amazing time and meeting some great people. And this coming week, I mean, today's been great. And we outlined some of the wonderful people we've been seeing. But next week, when we, when we really get on the road, when we get on a plane and head to the Holy Land, uh, we're going to have just an amazing and incredible. Um, it's a lot planned. There's a lot planned. An incredible tour, an incredible yep. journey. Here we go. Today, got to get a bagel from Woodmere. This afternoon, from the Beach Bakery and Grand Cafe in West Hampton. Tuesdays, JM and the AM from the Inbal. Wednesday next week, JM and the AM from Moshav Mavomodian. We know about the disaster that happened there with the fires. Um, Thursday, JM and the AM from Yom NCSY. Friday, JM and the AM from NCSY Kolo and Michlelet. And Monday, the 29th of July, JM and the AM from Camp Hask, which we will record at the Hask Experience. Put it all together, and you have an amazing NSN on the road summer 2019. And Yoni points out that you could follow all of the on-the-road activities on Instagram mm -hmm. stories all week long. He is committed to keeping those stories up to date. So people go and follow on Instagram, Nahum Siegel Network. Again, if you follow on Instagram, Nahum Siegel Network, uh, you'll be able to follow all of the great stories and happenings that will be happening um, uh, during our journey in Israel next week. I remind you that tonight, Joey Newcomb and Shia Rubenstein are in concert. July 11th, tonight at 6.30 at the bandstand at O'Donoghue Park, Seagrid Boulevard between Beach 9th and Beach 17th Street in Farakaway. Bring your lawn chair, everybody. Again, it's a free community concert tonight on the beach. And that's at, uh, at, that is at O'Don the bandstand at O'Donoghue Park in Farakaway. More coming up. Here's Sandy Shmueli. <laughs>
Andy Schmueli wrapping things up for us before we uh, wrap things up uh, completely here from Gotta Get a Bagel. Join us, don't forget, just after 11 a.m. Eastern time, we'll be broadcasting our live lunch from the West Hampton Beach Bakery and uh, Grand Cafe. Very much looking forward to that. Um, Miriam Wallach reminds me that, according to Mark Zomik, the penultimate Erev Shabbos show presented by the wonderful people at Kedem is tonight, starting <laughs> at 7. I'm laughing because... That's a, that's a perfectly acceptable and normal word, and 10 people are going to be like, do we have a glossary that comes with Jame and AM at this point? <laughs> oh, okay. Penultimate's a good yeah, word. It's a great word. Yeah. It's Mark Zomick's word, actually. Of course. Uh, the, um, the penultimate Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbat Show tonight at 7, repeated tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Keep that in mind. And uh, again, tomorrow morning we're back in studio. Back in studio with uh, Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Big thank you to Yoni Pollock. Big thank you to Avrami. Big thank you to our Chief Engineer ZK. Big thank you to... Joel. Uh, to Joel. Joel Baruch here at Gotta Get a Bagel. Woo! And his whole team. And good morning to everyone who's and now I, here. And I thank you, Miriam Owala. And thank you, Nachum Siegel. And uh, this is Achenu Yisrael and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only. Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a uh, Thursday morning edition from Woodmere. When will we be back in Woodmere? Any predictions, anybody? Excuse me? September, you said? Apparently, listen to this latest development. According to Miriam L. Wallach, we're back in Woodmere in September for yet another live early morning broadcast. I love when I'm kept in the loop. Um, <laughs> so we'll update you as we get closer about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, tomorrow morning, make sure to tune in starting at 6 a.m. to J.M. and A.M. and stay with us all day long, including for the incredible live lunch that's coming up literally live from the Hamptons starting after 11 a.m. this morning here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.